0: All right everyone. Here we are. Pantera Part 2. Welcome to Cranked and Ranked. Uh the podcast you're listening to. You should know what this is, because we did a part one of Pantera. Why would you be listening to part two? That's Why would you start with
1: two, man? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. Although <laughs> although this this could end
0: up being like the, you know, the Empire Strikes Back of Pantera episodes where um, yeah. it's a much more interesting and ends on a really sad note. I, actually, I probably will. <laughs> this will be the "Empire Strikes Back" of Pan- Pantera podcast ranking episodes called "Cranked and Ranked." Um, anyway, <laughs> um, welcome. Um, as usual, old head, me, him, Eddie Sparks. That's me. That was a pretty no nonsense intro right there. That was um, that was
1: that was business. That but was. You know what?
0: It makes sense because this is because we're talking about a pretty no nonsense band. Like they didn't fuck around. I mean, uh,
1: apart from the, apart from the home videos, but you know, those who work hard, play hard. You're you're (laughs) right.
0: There was a lot of fucking around in all of those videos. Um, those like, like I love watching all three of those home videos. I have all the, all three of the VHSs and they're just fucking fun as hell. But I have to admit, I have to admit that. The last one, the the three watch it go, like that one is so long, it gets exhausting. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I don't want to be on tour with you guys anymore. This is like <laughs> this is too much. I don't need to get to know every single crew member and some weird fucking gross thing they all do.
1: I, I don't need <laughs> that. Thank you.
0: Um
1: but other, well, other than When that, was that one? Was that uh that was was that around Far Beyond Driven or uh Great Southern Tranquil?
0: It's both. So, the, oh. so yeah, they because they didn't they didn't put out a home video around the time of Far Beyond Driven, and so once they got to Great Southern trend Kill, they did like a combo, which is why it's oh, so long. Shit. Like it's why? just all this footage that my, my favorite is is uh, Vulgar Videos, um, yeah, because that that's the one where they're like on tour with Skid Row and stuff like that, and uh and it's it's a to me it's that to me that's the perfect one because it's got all the debauchery and the craziness and everything, but it's not really long. And it's yeah. got you know some classic music videos in it too. Um, well, I guess they all three do, but um, <laughs> we're not ranking those. Um, but if I did, not my number one would be vulgar videos. Nice. So, um, or vulgar video, I think is just what it's called without an S on the end. Some some big Pantera fans gonna be like, there's no S at the end of that title. <laughs> there 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 are. I've noticed that there are a few pretty big Pantera fans that kind of chimed in on our last episode. I do have to point out one. Um, because he's been a long time uh, listener slash viewer. Um, he goes by Integrity 101 and he always does pretty lengthy responses. And, and the thing that I like about him is that even if it's something where he clearly doesn't agree with us on it, it's always very thoughtful and and. I don't know. Interesting what he has to say. It's not just like "fuck you, you morons," and That's, here's why. It's a true,
1: true <laughs> peanut butter platypus right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, although, like, it's, he did send us some interesting thoughts, which which I enjoyed reading. But the one th- I do have to say, I have a bone to pick with him because he uh-huh. single handedly ruined my Dimebag Daryl experience because his first thing was, "Didn't you know that there's another album that Dimebag did?" And I'm like hmm, I did not know this. Uh, and so he he listed it. I I literally had never heard of it before. And I only got through half of one song, and I'm like, this fucking ruined my world.
1: <laughs> <It's> just
0: Because <laughs> it's like, I'm sure a lot of people like it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't even remember what the name of it was, because I literally went, no. It was that thing where I just shut the door. like There was a
1: huge beast there and went, nope. And I'm uh, running the other way. <laughs> I I did see the comment but I I didn't follow up on it. I was I was a little busy at the time, but uh So
0: so, so apparently in the late 90s and early 2000s all of the Pantera guys except for Phil randomly did recordings with a country music artist called David Allen Coe. Right. And, oh yeah. And what whatever the album is like, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest because I know that it's unfair. It's unfair to judge things like this, but you have to know where I'm coming from. In my opinion, in my brain and in my life, there is no such thing as good country music. There, There is bearable country music. <laughs> I would Because so, people would go like, what about Johnny Cash? Bearable. Some of his shit, downright awful. But a lot of it, bearable. I'm going to give him that. But that's just my opinion. So when you take a country music artist and put it onto some sort of leftover Pantera riffs and stuff, I'm just like, why? Why? Why does this have to be a thing?
1: (laughs) But anyway, go ahead. I I, I was just gonna say I was kind of brought up on country, but I was kind of I'm from Britain, so I'm kind of removed from it at the same time. You being from Texas, a Mm. very you know, it's the South, you know, it's the South, South of America, Uh, not South America, obviously South in America. Yeah. South in. Yeah. Um, I can see how kind of like you could get burnt out on it. And like, for me, for me, the big thing is like, I love American hip hop. Right. I absolutely love it. Right. Pretty much any like grime, or drill stuff i just my ears just my ears have the same thing where it's like nope boom i'm sure the artists are great guys but it's like my my ears tell me that is the soundtrack to being a 12 year old kid at the back of the bus obnoxiously (laughs) blasting it out of a shitty phone speaker with all his other 12 mates who all have the exact same tracksuit on being pricks to everyone else on the bus like that's just my experience with that genre is completely tarred and, yeah and uh i can i can, I can so, see i can see where you're coming from my, my yeah. country music
0: experience is probably 25 that we're just people involved are douchebags and i want nothing to do with it <laughs> but if that were the case i also wouldn't listen to metal so that's not where i'm going <laughs> Yeah, I guess but so. um but with but with country music, it's just the fact that I grew up in in the, the time where pop country became the was was the fr- the first time it was ever happening with like Kenny Rogers right. and Alabama and all these '80s artists that were doing country music, but it was technically pop songs, which is funny because people will be like, "New country is just pop music." I'm like, "Country has been pop music for forty years." Yeah, <laughs> so get off that shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just don't like it at all, and so you put any. It just the stuff that I heard from that album sounded so awkward that I'm just like <laughs> oh no I can't even do it. Um but I, but I guess I'm glad that I know about it now but I, I but it's it is one of those things. It was like the what is I th- I was like oh this is the great southern buzzkill is what this is. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um but brilliant. anyway, but but thank you Integrity101 for for always being there with like some really thoughtful comments like like I like that. like I, I like you know, if it's if you're going to write something really long, like give me something give me some meat, give me something yeah. to sink my teeth into. And he always does. So um so yeah, so that being said, um we'll will jump into uh this second half of the Pantera album ranking, which if you for some reason didn't listen to the first part, we're also including the Damage Plan album New Found Power um to even it out to 10 albums. Last time I, I, we talked about a lot of the 80s Pantera, um, there will still be some more today, um, and uh, and so yeah, so we're we're mixing it up, but um, it, it's it's been an interesting ranking so far. It's been really weird for me because I've I found that when it's music that I know really well, I get really like intricate in my my picking it apart. Yeah. And I start trying to look at things from all these different angles and go, "Come on, dude! You, yeah, you've heard this album a thousand times and you love it, but is it really better than this other one and all this other stuff?" And so yeah, my I... my top my top three literally like kept sort of shifting a little bit to the point where now the top two I'm just like it's almost like a top two that's like really close layered together where they're almost just fused next to each other. <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, that's fine. That's gonna that's how it's gonna have to go."
1: I was going to say as well, just before we go into it, have you ever had where, like, an album you love, but you don't listen to it for, like, years? Uh-huh. For, like, you know, circumstances you were just into other stuff, right? And eventually you come back around to it and you're like, ah, oh, like, eight years ago I blasted that nonstop and you go back to it and you get to, like, almost hear it for the first time again. Yeah. I had that a few times with this ranking, especially, especially what one in particular where I was like, this is still as fucking awesome as the day I first heard it. So yeah, uh, yeah.
0: there are, there are some albums that I've done that with. And a lot of them, especially the shit that I was listening to late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I'll go back to that and go, Oh, this was an album. I listened to a whole bunch and I'll listen to it and go, Oh man, I was, I must have been depressed or <laughs> something was fucking wrong with me. Um but yeah, but in the, in the case of these albums I, um you know, aside from d- the Damage Plan album, the Damage Plan album I'd only heard a couple times prior to this. Um and honestly I'd never really given it a fair shot. I I have to say. Mm. Um because like I I I liked it, but it became that sort of thing where it's like, if I want something that those dudes did, I'm going to go for something Pantera. So this, that album just sort of just went, you know, kind of fell by the wayside. But, um, but everything else in this episode we're talking about, I've heard a lot over the past 30 years or however long it's been. Um, So yeah, um, let's, let's, and that without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Well, this is going to be our top five. So um, as usual, throwing it to Mr. Eddie Sparks for his number five,
1: pantera album nice so my number five pantera album is i am the night oh man this was my dead last album Yep. Yeah. i now here's the thing he, this album to me is the most like 80s indulgent it got for yeah. them it's the and best it's the best def leopard
0: pantera album ever yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy like it, even down to the fact that uh, I'm going to bring this up anyway, you get um, "Hot and Heavy." What a killer opening song! Like that is yeah. awesome. Hot and heavy, like all of that. That is ah <laughs> oh, so good. But the thing that completes the whole sonic landscape for me uh-huh. on this album is the fact that Vinnie Paul, right, a guy known for his, you know big, huge drums on his kit, you know? He's not a flashy player. He just hits them fucking hard, and he plays fast, sometimes technical, but usually just really groovy parts, right? But this, this motherfucker, it's it's the mid-'80s. Fuck it. I'm going to put these hexagonal sample pads on my kit instead and do oh. the do Doo-doo, do do doo-doo-doo, do 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 yeah. Sh- do do I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. That sound, those samples, they sound fucking cool. I
0: I have to agree. Like all of that
1: drum sound, like it it
0: wouldn't work with any music, you know, but yeah, it is a drum sound that for some reason I hear it now and I go, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. In a throwback kind of
1: way. It's not trying to sound. It's not like a bad sample of a drum. It's a completely different it's, noise you know it's
0: the it's the drum equivalent of in the 80s whenever there'd be punch sound effects and yeah. people hitting their ground it was always the same sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was always the same sounds and they were the most like i was like wait how come all of those
1: punches sound exactly the same in this huge fight that's happening <laughs> but it's just like yeah, even down it, now i know i've mentioned this actually recently in another episode but i was just saying it's so cool to, like, be listening to, like, a metal song only for, like, a Miami Vice Tom Phil to just show up out of fucking nowhere. Like, it's yeah. just like... okay. And it's the way they're panned as well. It's like, oh, hello. Yeah. What are you doing here? But, yeah, I love it. I Am The Night, Evil Laugh. Proggy evil riff, explosion samples, fuck yeah! Um, <laughs> yeah. On on would we we rock? Oi! Fucking love that. Uh, D star, G star, T star, T star, M. Daryl goes to the movies. Is this insane solo spot thing? It's really cool, crazy good playing. I mean. Had he just hit his twenties here? No, was he still no, a teenager? no. He, yeah,
0: the you didn't, you, yeah, he was a teenager all through those first four albums. Because you got to remember, I think he was sixteen on the first album, so he would have been seventeen here.
1: Shit, damn dude, yeah. like absolutely. Oh yeah, insane. no, the dude
0: ruled p- probably out of the womb. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> just came out of the womb with a Dean ML. Yeah. his mother's like what the fuck I had to pass this thing <laughs> <laughs> it's just got like two big ass legs on it um but yeah oh, Daughters of the Queen it's a pretty cool track down below is just kick ass speed metal come on eyes instant unconscious headbanging moment that riff is fucking rad I just caught myself it wasn't even like a half half like head bob it was like a
0: yeah
1: <sighs> I like that um but here's the thing, like, there was, like, this rapid vocal evolution of Terry Glaze. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where it's, like, he doesn't sound very confident at all on uh, Metal Magic. And then all of a sudden, he sounds like Joe Elliott on Projects yeah. in the Jungle. And now here, he has moments where he sounds like Udo Dirkschneider from Accept, with, like, that really gravelly... ACDC on Royd's sort of you, thing. You are right.
0: He he did move forward from the Joe Elliott thing on this one. Like it's it's not.
1: He's going for on, more of a, this sort of thing.
0: It, it's it's more leaning towards Rob Halford or or that area. Yeah, of vocals and not so much Joe Elliott. But
1: yeah, it's so funny because then on the following album, Phil just sounded like an American Rob Halford. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that's what they wanted, though they they're writing this yeah. music and it, that the vocals that was kind of like well this fits it this fits what we're doing you know yeah. so
1: go for it. Oh, man, Valhalla is like another super 80s speed metal song. Forever tonight, I was in love with that song the moment the third bar had started. Man, holy shit! Um, this album to me really indulges that you know shameless mid eighties badassery where it's like. Mm. You'll get, I'm so tired of like hearing people say, oh, um, 80s drum sounds need to fucking die because they sound stupid and dated. It's like, dude, everything sounds dated at some point. You know, if you listen to something from, you know, people have like super dead sounding drum samples to make stuff sound like it's from the 70s and nobody complains about that. It's like... There's no. Or, now, or nowadays reasons. with
0: su- with super overly compressed drums that uh, don't even sound like drums. They just sound like clicky. Yeah. Like, th- like like I constantly hear new metal, not new metal, but new metal bands. And I swear to God, I almost feel like I want to like put together a thing where I do like an impression of, of modern metal. And it's yeah. literally going to be me with a desk fan and then I'm going to put a pencil into the fan and have it go, <laughs> and then I'm going
1: to go, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm like, that's, literally it's because it's just clicking and growling sometimes yeah. you can't even make out the fucking guitar shit because it's produced so badly <laughs> but i mean whatever i've gotten so used to it i've got to, you know i gotta i have to i've gotten to the point now where i have to resign myself to the fact that um i'm just not a guy that likes new music um i like some of it but it seems like 98 mm-hmm. percent of the time something new will come out and i'll go this is absolutely nothing for me and it's Mm. i just have to i just have it's that it's that point everybody reaches that point in their life and i think i've kind of gotten there a little bit
1: yeah but with that you know there's also like a shit ton of stuff that's you know i'm always very envious of people my age who are you know kind of with it and know what's happening you know i i used to i mean i used to be a lot more like it um Back when I used to read Kerrang! magazine in my early teens, because I would buy it every week, and like I would always find myself drawn to the older bands that would be in there, um, because that was just my taste. But I did see things and hear things. If a, if an article caught my eye on a band I didn't really know about, but something outrageous had happened, I'd read it and I'd be like, "Oh wow!" Um, but I don't know. I just I've forgotten how it feels to have kind of a finger on the pulse. I will say though. I've I've heard some stuff coming out, and it, there's a lot of really cool grungy stuff, like grunge meets metal stuff that's happening, and there's a playlist called "Smells Like Stream Spirit" on Spotify. Yeah. And if a few of the band members in the the band I'm in, like, were telling me he's oh, in a band, like, ladies and gentlemen, you heard here a, first. I'm, a, I'm in a band. I just got ten times hotter, didn't I? if that Uh, were even possible come on man oh well thank you but yeah Yeah, it's um i'm starting to hear a little bit of a grunge renaissance and i am 100 behind it
0: i'd be i'd be down with it if if something different happens with it and it's a different sound because there are some of those bands that i like but then there's a lot of those bands too that like people are saying oh this is grunge but it's literally just alternative rock like, I'm yeah. like, Do you, get, you not get what the difference is there? But that's okay. It's whatever. Some of it's good. Some of it's not. But I the, I think the, the frustrating thing is I actively look for new music every week. I go listen yeah. to, in the rock and metal sections on my streaming services, I go and listen to a little bit of all sorts of shit. And that's never going to end. I think I'm probably going to be... Uh, you know you know on my deathbed in the hospital i'm still gonna be like new music came out today i just want to check and make sure if something's gonna do it for me nope still doesn't
1: (laughs) i tell you what i'm gonna do a little little bit of a shout out here to to, uh you know a band i'd you know been recommended and there's a band called dark sun and okay uh they have a song called trapped in the dark off of an off of an album called spine which came out I wow think, everything about that so like, the, the album
0: title sounds very 90s sparring yeah.
1: it's <laughs> it's killer stuff man and there's another one called uh i think dead blonde stars or something like that and they've that, that they're a lot more promising s- but they're they're actually they've got a very chris cornell vibe to them but yeah Cool. I have to have
0: to take a look at them, which is totally unrelated to what we're talking about. Not, or, yeah. not only are we I, doing a Pantera episode, but we're also doing a <laughs> glammy Pantera or you know glam-ish Pantera. That's so it's all like let's talk about grunge. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you could you could argue like there's elements of Pantera's image that were kind of grungy at the uh, at yeah the time.
0: yeah that's that's true that's true a lot of there was flannel involved
1: yeah that's that their image is my image basically <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am the night really cool album. Yeah. I, I like it. Do 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 over to you. Bam.
0: Um, yeah, that's, I'm going to go all the way to the other end. My number five is the damage plan album. New found power from 2004. Um, so I have a lot of gripes about this album, but I think it ended up here for me because I, you know, I listened to it again. I was like, this is pretty cool. And then when I went through and decided to do all the Pantera albums like in order, once again when I got to this, I went because you know I can, last time I complained a lot about how I didn't really like um, reinventing the steel. Well, I liked it, but I didn't. Musically speaking, I feel I felt like it was a step back. And then Phil's vocals, I also don't like what he did. I, I didn't like mm-hmm. the vocal phrasing he decided on, and his, and his and his just the, everything about it. I was just like it's not as interesting and it didn't do it for me moving on to newfound power a gripe that some people could have is that occasionally the vocalist uh patrick lockman sometimes he does sound like he's doing a bit of a phil Selmo impression yeah which those are the times i go eh. but then again you got to give it you got to get it up to the to the point that from that that moment on from the early 2000s on there's about a thousand metal singers who were all doing Phil and Selmo impressions. So, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I'm going to let them pass there. Um, I'll get I'll get my biggest gripe about the album out of the way though, because I like this album. But the biggest thing I have, once again, I can't blame it on this album because this is a thing that started to happen in all metal, still happens today, but definitely was happening a lot late '90s, early 2000s, where um, all. All of the lyrics, like literally the first song on this album is called Wake Up. And the chorus is like, You think that you're better than me? You think that you're better than me? And I'm like, That's, (laughs) and that's literally what metal was for like 10 years. It was dudes going like, You think that you're better than me? And I'm just like, oh god, shut the fuck up, dude. Dad, take
1: your meds, please. (laughs) There's a whole
0: lot of that on this album, but there was a whole lot of that on Pantera, and a lot of, but but it wasn't so blatant. Like Phil never said, "You think that you're better than me," and that's just shitty lyric writing, first off. But also, it just gets really obnoxious because I'm just like, dude, come on, grow the fuck up. The song should be called "Grow Up," and somebody should have rewritten the lyrics. Um, Anyway, (laughs) but that aside those kind of cringy lyrics throughout this is kind of my only really big gripe about it because, um, because really like his vo his actual vocals, especially as the album moves on, he gets way more dynamic in what he does. Yeah. And he's actually compliments the music really well. Like his voice actually, to me is more enjoyable than Phil's was on the last two Pantera albums. Um, So I'm cool with that. Um, And I like the fact that if you really like listen to this album, aside from a few things here and there, it's musically a little bit different from Pantera. Like it's, it's almost like they moved into this sort of, and I guess you could say it's very early two thousands where it's like brutal, but also strangely radio ready at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, and I kind of like that because I like, I like a good hook. Yeah, and I like you know I like a song that has a memorable thing that gets stuck in my head. But at the same time, if you have a badass riff in that, also that makes yeah. a
1: pretty
0: damn good song to me.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's that era. It, it's kind of like now. Nah, hear me out. It's kind of the Nickelback era where everybody's yeah. like, we can do rock and we can do hard rock, but it has to be a hit so it's like okay we're going to basically do a pop song deconstruct it and rebuild it with a metal you know metal build i
0: i am even though i'm not a fan i'm going to i'm going to object to you using nickelback as the reference because at least nickelback were honest enough to be like look we're not hiding behind trying to be tough oh, we're yeah, just yeah, no, I, doing I heavy there. radio ready songs other bands <laughs> Some bands that are really, really fucking popular are still like being like, we're
1: brutal. But at the same time, they have like, I'm going to sing this part now. And yeah. I'm just like, well, f- go fuck yourself at yeah. that part. You're, okay? not, you're not fucking tough if you turn around and go, I'm really tough. I'm really brutal. My girlfriend <laughs> broke up <laughs> with me. Like, <laughs> that was... <laughs> Man,
0: now that now that you mentioned that, that's something that somebody should do. Like like a complete one eighty, instead of just having elements of metal yeah. and like emo, have it to where it completely transforms. Where one half of the song is literally about Satan, and then the yeah. the, 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 cor- the chorus is literally like "You broke my heart," and like yeah. that's that needs to be done. That would be a fucking huge hit with the young people.
1: <laughs>
0: and then eventually, you'd find out that all of the band were sexual predators, and then they would break <laughs> up. Cause isn't that's what, that's what's happening with all this music? What is it, Me- metalcore? Uh, yeah. Any of those bands? Like it's almost like
1: just just wait a little bit. One of them yeah. is going to be a pedophile. Okay, if if you had if you had the side fringe, FBI is coming after you, bro. If you if you got up on stage with the swoop, they're they're on you. Chuck I mean, that like... hard drive in the lake, dude. <laughs>
0: And there are some great bands in that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a dick. But seriously, anyway, um, not all bands. Even know. Not, not, <laughs> yeah, not, there were some good ones, right? Um, um, but yeah, back to newfound power. Like it. So it does have a lot of that that early 2000s kind of stuff, but done way better because you mm-hmm. got you know you got the riff writing of Dimebag, which honestly, yeah. honestly, kind of- there there are amazing riffs on yeah. reinventing mm-hmm. the steel, but Something happens on Damage Plan where it's almost like he's not just relying on it being a riff. He, it'll just be a, a, a chord progression and then the way it's played, I'm like, yeah, that's really great. Like I don't it's almost like he he tried to be a little less flashy on mm. this and I think it works really well. And it's kind of a shame that this was the only one because I feel like there's a lot of promise here in this album that yeah. we didn't get to to fully realize which you know who knows what their fucking second album could have been like it could have been a fucking game changer again you know you never know yeah. but um but uh yeah so it is it's, i guess it's a little bittersweet for me because i now I'm, I'm realizing this album's really good but i'm like well that was and that that's all she wrote you know because it's the last thing that the dime bag did because i mean all the stuff on the on said country album from earlier or country metal album from earlier that was all <laughs> recorded earlier and released after he died So who knows if he he would have been I'm going to I'm going to pretend in my head that Dimebag would not have signed off on that. He would have been like, look, (laughs) look, David Allen Co. We had some laughs, but I was really drunk. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Sorry. Not to harp on that again. Anyway, so so like I said, the album, this album has a lot of dynamics to it, which I really like. And it's also it's one of those albums that I think the songs actually get better later on on the album, which is which is odd. For early two thousand stuff. Um, and it's got a great energy. Um, but I but the reason that I ended up putting this in number five is because I feel like it was a step back in a more interesting direction for what like the Abbott brothers were doing. Yeah. Um, so um yeah. Um the, the only the only one thing I'm gonna add to Damage Plan is it is, even though it's not a double album, it is a contender for Slashed and Mashed because as I'm going through the album, I go. This is really fucking long. And if you took out like maybe five songs, this would be a fucking killer album. Like you yeah. could whittle it down to be a, an amazing record. Um, but it just it falls into that category of like, we got 80 minutes to fill, so let's yeah. do it, you know?
1: Still dur- during that like kind of mid to late 90s, early two thousand CD era where like it was qual- quantity over quality. Yeah. I mean, I don't really
0: think there's necessarily any filler in this album. I just think that there are definite songs that that kind of block the momentum of what it could be. Um, But yeah, I just I think that it's a it's a good album. And I thought I thought giving it the respect of being in the top being in the top five was 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 worthy um, to me. So that's why Damage Plan goes here. Number five.
1: Sweet. Okay, so my number four is... My favorite of their 80s era, Projects in the Jungle. Nice. So this, is, this is what I, earlier when you brought up the
0: other one, I was like, that's not the Def Leppard album. This is the Def Leppard album. So yeah. I, love, I
1: love this it, one. It's fucking killer, dude. Like, all over tonight, legit, sounds like what would have happened in an alternate timeline if Def Leppard decided to get heavier after Pyromania instead of doing Hysteria. You know, which it yeah. is also the which is also the timeline where Rick Allen still has his arm. Um, oh,
0: maybe you figured it out. Yeah. That's what it is.
1: It's like, oh, shit. the pop power the power the power band.
0: like the, there was a car accident with Rick Allen. His arm yeah. was severed, and the power of Rick Allen's arm somehow transferred over to Vinnie Paul. and then they <laughs> they created this album.
1: Do we do we just crack the code I'm about, to, I'm about to fucking tr- Truman like show that, this shit? It's yeah. like that. There
0: was a horror movie back in the day. I don't even remember what it was called. I think it was called Body Parts, and it was one where like just the guy's just his arm becomes possessed, <laughs> and, and it's trying to kill him and making him do shit. I think that's what the movie was called. It was like a late '80s horror movie, but it was. That's I just really remember true. like there's scenes where it's just his arm is possessed. <laughs>
1: that's brilliant. Uh, but like honestly, all over tonight, right out of the gate, what a strong song. Mm -hmm. The solo in that, like even the riff leading up to the solo blows my mind because I'm like, what the fuck are you even playing there? Because he's like, like that bit there. Yeah. How does a human's hand do that? But like, it's like, that's the,
0: that's the, that's when you know that you're like, uh, 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 God. Um, no a a, <laughs> uh, a fan of the guitar virtuoso because like yeah. that little thing that you're describing when it comes to songwriting it has fuck all to do with the song itself but yeah. for people like us we go oh, do do that shit again yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like i always uh, i love when something is so shamelessly ridiculously hard to play that yeah. it, it is genuinely impressive, right? You got there are guitarists out there that will, like, you know, do arpeggios one handed and take like a sip of beer. And I'm like, yeah, but I've seen it done. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I hear something like that and I think, what even is that? What scale is that? Yeah. What the fuck just happened there? That was like 80 notes in the span of like two drum hits. Like Speaking like, of Speaking
0: of, I don't know why that all of a sudden this popped in my head, but I just um, speaking of that, the I just started watching the new season of Stranger Things, which oh. is which is fucking
1: awesome, by the way. If you're, I don't know yeah. if you're a fan
0: of that show or not, but I mean, it is. I'm I'm is do good. a
1: major catch up. I've watched the but, um, first season, but yeah.
0: But in this in this season, it takes place in 1986, and even though this song is is incorrect year wise to be included, they include um, "Do You Want to Play" by extreme yeah in one but it's it's very fitting because they're actually going around asking people if they want to play Dungeons and Dragons while that song is playing yeah every time that song comes on I always go god damn it Nuno (laughs) it's like there's so much stuff in that song where I go what the fuck is he even doing
1: yeah (laughs) like all of those like things happening in that solo I think Bruh. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. It just reminded me of that because it's like, it's one of those things that I think there are some people that would hear a song like that and go, that's unnecessary. And then I hear it and go, no, 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 you don't, you can't do that
1: song any other way than that.
0: Like that's literally how it's supposed to go.
1: It's like, it's like people who turn around and say, oh, shred has no feel. I'd rather hear David Gilmour play two notes and break my heart than hear Joe Satriani. Like David Gilmour is not playing shred music. Like, but here's here's yeah, the thing:
0: you, I would love I. That's that's a good comparison because the st- the solos that David Gilmour would do and those type of solos, I love them. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better if it's literally just like a.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean so that's that, that that was always my argument. I was I was like, right. Listen to um like was oh which which white snake solo is it that I always think of where it starts off like really soulful and then goes absolutely ripping but yeah. it escalates the song. It's like to turn around and say it has no feel, right? is just wrong. It has a feel. It's just a, an intense I, feeling yeah i think that the, the problem is is that really
0: great guitar players that do kind of shreddy stuff they get fucked over by guitar players while while i love him um vinnie vincent where it's literally just i don't even know if he's even bothering to know what notes he's hitting he's yeah. just going,
1: that's just it's like you know. i practice scales for 12 straight hours yeah. every day of my teen years his I that does
0: like the vinnie yeah. vincent invasion albums at times certain songs are so exhausting I'm just like, did he, did that solo need, because that is a good, that is one of those, one of those times where I go, okay, that's a necessary. <laughs> Take a step back, dial it back just a
1: little bit. That's kind of why they, um, and I, I know this is a Pantera episode, but it's kind of why Kiss didn't really get on too well with Mark St. John compared to Bruce Kulik, because yeah. Bruce could do both. He could do feel and shred, whereas like, mark saint john you know rest in peace you know what a tragic story but he couldn't replicate what he'd play he would just like barf a solo over a riff and then Mm. be like oh well i forgot it already because it was all just you know note salad you know yeah
0: i still don't quite i know god damn this is related because pantera were huge kiss fans um why i don't understand why they didn't continue with bruce uh, oh, oh, I think that, that dude <sighs> fucking rules. I mean I yeah. like the guy what's the guy in the band now? I can never Tommy remember Thayer. his name. Yeah, Tommy. Um he's good, but yeah. I don't know. know. I don't think he's in the same league as as Bruce. And that's just my opinion.
1: Tommy Thayer was in uh black and blue, wasn't he?
0: Uh somebody some guitar player of that caliber was in black and blue. I don't
1: remember. I think it was Tommy Thayer, but it, you're um, probably right. Yeah. That is that was a cool <laughs> glam tangent. But anyway, yeah. we're on a uh, glam
0: tangent. Did we? Did we already? Did that already come up before? I know glam sandwich came up before, which is great. Glam sandwich, but glam yep. tangent sounds like a great either maybe a podcast or a band name or something. A show, glam tangent. Uh,
1: glam tangent. I like it, it as a band good. name. Or yeah. like, or like uh, the it's front man <laughs> of. Uh, of a Glamba and just be like Glam, glam Tangent g- Glam Tangent for some reason I just on <laughs> am the base player play. for on the bass player for Cocaine titty. like <laughs> oh I like that too like
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Glam but gla- Glam
0: Tangent like it rolls off my tongue and it made me think of that scene in in the super group TV show where, where uh, 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 Sebastian Savage Sebastian Animal is all, Savage <laughs> Animal <laughs> and then there's Scotty was like isn't that redundant <laughs> <You're> like yeah <laughs> Uh to be fair though, that's a pretty cool band name. Okay. So if if, uh, if Baz wants to start a band with me called Savage Animal, I'm all I'm on board. I can't play where the damn, you know, I can I can be the rhythm guitar player and get somebody else to do the hard stuff. Um, <laughs> and I will start a band with Sebastian Bach called Savage Animal. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Back to I'll Pantera. Play the kazoo.
1: <laughs> you can play the drums, or don't act like you can't play anything. Nah, but like I have this little secret weapon I had though. That got me Which, on Jimmy Fallon, guys. Yeah. I, Which that's I the same. Him.
0: You were you on Jimmy Fallon, for those of you who don't know. Um, I was on Jimmy up.
1: Fallon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although you're not going to be able to find it searching Eddie Sparks Jimmy Fallon. I don't think that's going to come up. But look, look nah. the Jimmy Fallon kazoo boy. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon kazoo boy. <laughs> I don't know why I just said, because Kazoo Boy sounded
1: better than Kazoo Man. Because Why does that not work that well? Kazoo Man. Kazoo, Kazoo Man sounds like a quirky new wave band from the 80s that writes songs mm. about science. We keep coming up with great band names. And there are all these bands that like, keep naming themselves names
0: that have already been taken. Or, or just putting the same two words together. Stoner Witch. That's what yeah. we're going to be called. I guess that's <laughs> fucking the Melvins album title. Yeah, but there has to be a band called that. Because that, yeah. that's that's literally the kind of combo that most um, most bearded band members are going for these days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got one, Boner Witch. Oh, yeah, but Boner, Boner Witch, Witch and 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 their new song, Haunted Cock. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Goblin Cock so, Go- so, uh, song. Song. <laughs> Have you ever heard that band Goblin Cock? I've I've seen the band Necro Goblicon, but that too.
0: Yeah. Goblin Cock is like this guy who's actually w- was in this indie rock band called Pinback. And yeah. then he did he did a series of metal albums, but they're real doomy. Um, yeah. But he sings. He sings over them. Um, and it, the band is called Goblin Cock. And, um,
1: <laughs> That's such a good a lo- name. <laughs> it's got a lot. It's, it's
0: a lot of tongue in cheek type things, you know. Yeah. In it. But yeah, it's it's not great, but it's, you know, it's fun for a listen.
1: F- fun for what it is. Yeah how long but, have we uh, how long
0: has it been since we mentioned pantera it's been at least was, ten minutes
1: yeah i was gonna say let's let's reel it in let's let's get back to project check in your the tangent jungle.
0: timers everybody we got, we, we got lost in
1: there. lost in the jungle um so yeah which
0: which was a, that was our project in the jungle
1: yes we we podcast in the jungle um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah out for blood like the there's a very clear Stone Cold Crazy influence on this song. It's like, Mm. yeah, I know. I know what you're doing. Um, Blue Light Turning Red. Insane solo spot. Very Van Halen. Uh, Like Fire. Descending glam riffage. Hell yeah. In Over My Head. This is a straight up AOR song. Holy shit. Those synths. Like, I imagined myself on a contemplative Night Drive montage like the one in Rocky IV. Something I would never have expected to get from a Pantera song, but here we are in the wild, the weird and wild '80s world. Well, that's um, that's that's the thing. If you literally just put all the Pantera albums together
0: and hit shuffle, you're gonna get so many different vibes. Mm. That um, that's that's why they're great. That's why they're a great band. You have to include all of these early albums, people. Sorry, but you have to. Yep. Yep.
1: Even if Vinnie Paul kind of took him to his grave because <laughs> he wouldn't release them. Because he was like, it yeah. doesn't represent who we are now, and I'm like, motherfucker, like Phil is on one of those albums. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be
0: on, to be honest, I'm wondering if the maybe Integrity 101 can can chime in on this. I'm wondering yes. if the if the masters of those albums even exist anymore. Because at this point, whoever's running the Pantera camp, they'll they say yes to everything. Like be, mm. Pantera beer coming out, Pantera sculptures coming out, like everything's everything's happening. Pantera dildo, so, hell yeah! So why wouldn't they? So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just re-release those old albums for the you know? Because to be fair, it's one of those things that people are gonna be like, I, I don't want those fucking things. But you know, when they come out, they're gonna sell out like motherfuckers, and yeah. they're gonna be expensive because everyone's gonna want them.
1: It's like street cred, isn't it? Like you can't admit to liking it, but you do like. <laughs>
0: yeah I mean I'm sure there are people yeah. that don't, but I mean people like you and I that appreciate that era of music there's no reason yeah. why we wouldn't like these albums so
1: Th- those those of us that get laid <laughs> <like>. <laughs>
0: yep I've been laid at least once I have a daughter to prove it
1: very nice i don't have i I don't have a daughter but i i've heard i've I've heard if, some stories though so yeah a <laughs> lot of illegitimate children you won't get <laughs> nothing from me though. <laughs> um but yeah uh projects in the jungle speed metal time uh like heavy metal rules like fist pounding the air sort of oh, all that
0: punk shit sucks yeah it belongs on fucking mars, mars man is mad. <laughs> this punk shit circle of shit and the dicks yeah. <laughs> i have almost done so, madonna almost like- too she's a
1: dick she's a dick
0: <laughs> 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 she's tripping jack daniels <laughs> that's a heavy metal parking lot everybody if you don't know yeah. go uh go watch that. It is, it's very it's,
1: it's not very long and then your life will be better after you watch it it's a fascinating time capsule it really is <laughs> people just living in the moment wearing zebra jumpsuits living after um, midnight oh, okay that's a that's a good yeah that's a
0: because you know I they like were there that. to why they were there to watch Judas Priest. And
1: Dawkins. Oh, and Dawkins. Yeah. And Dork Dawkin were supporting. But yeah. Um <laughs> so many glam tandems, my guy. Or uh, Dorkin. Yeah. Or Dorkin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just remember there was a mad there was a Mad magazine when I was a kid that had a fake metal magazine cover on the back of it. And then for Dawkins, it just said Dorkin, and I always thought yeah. that was that that's
1: really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it uh only a heartbeat away is uh gorgeously 80s harmonized riffage mm. killers is back in the speed zone taking my life one last aor kind of track to close out on i love when they do that um yeah. it's just so different but I, I i can't help but love it i love when a band who has an established style have things that are completely out of their wheelhouse like yeah. you would think but they did it, and it's like... Actually, this is really cool to hear this from you guys. But yeah, it's a major step up in quality from the debut. And to be honest, the ideal length for an album of this genre and type, because it's 35 minutes of killer. Really. I mean, it has every type of 80s metal song, and they all fucking rule. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, pretty much. That's my favorite 80s one. Cool. And I would... Well, we're we're in the '90s zone from here on out, right? We 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 are. Wait, what?
0: Yeah, we are. You're right because it's because it, it, it looks like we're we're not going to have the same top three, but we may have the same top something. I don't know. Mm. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. But my number this is four, right? My number four is uh, the Great Southern Trend Kill from 1996. Mm. Cool. Um, I th- I think I've been pretty vocal. If, if if anyone's paid attention to my channel over the years, that this album um, isn't one of my favorites. Um, in fact, there to me there's a there's a gap in quality between this album and the other three I'm going to talk about. That's pretty wide um, hmm. when you consider the quality of the albums. That doesn't mean that this is not a good a great album because it is. Um, At the time that it came out, so I was, I think I had already graduated high school or I was still in my senior year of high school when this came out. I don't really remember. But um, the one thing that I liked about it when it came out was that all these metal bands, for the most part, all seemed to like be getting soft, which... I liked a lot of the music they were doing, but I was like, man, is everybody gonna do this? And then yeah. Pantera answered the answers that fucking question, note number one yeah. on this album. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. They're, they're still going full force. That being said, one of the downfalls of this album is the fact that some of it comes across as extreme for extremity's sake. And hmm. There's a lot of things on this album, especially when it comes to Phil and Selma's vocals, that are literally just him trying to be extreme, and it doesn't do anything to serve the song. Because the more that I listen to this album over the years, the more that I will hear, especially comparing it, listening to it right in a fucking row with all of their other stuff. You hear a riff and you go, "Oh, something really cool could go over here," but it's not. It's they're just more. <laughs> stuff over it and I'm just like okay and I, I understand that that's what they were going for it was like a statement of like we're going to be extreme but honestly if that was your statement would you have put like two or three acoustic songs on the album too no so that goes <laughs> out the window immediately but um, but that being said musically speaking great southern Trenton kill amazing like mm. it's it, it and my only problem with it is that it feels a little bit uneven Because there are songs that are fucking totally badass. And then other songs I'm just like, ah, this is good. It's got good parts in it. But overall, it's not anything that blows me away. And there's a lot of albums I felt that way back in the day. And a lot of them have grown on me. This one hasn't grown on me at all. If anything, um, especially when it comes to Phil's vocals, it's become more annoying to listen to this album because I'm just, I'm so done with him on this album. Mm. Um, Mostly because of all the double tracking and the repetitive vocals where, why do you need (laughs) the same word recorded four or five different times to play right after? I'm just like, get over your fucking self, dude. And I know that like, you can look at the producer or engineer for that as well. They had to make that decision to do those things. But especially when at this point, like I made reference to last time, it becomes a thing with, with uh, somebody just seeming like they're angry, but they don't really know why they're angry. They're angry because somebody said something about them they don't like, or they're angry because <laughs> they don't like the music scene now. And I, and it's just like it's so it's really empty angriness on you know starting about starting here, and I'm just like eh. And Not all of it, but there's enough on there that it leads to that thing I was talking about where it's just the shouty vocals. What are you mad about? I don't really know. Here's a list of things I could be angry about, so I'm going to pick one of those and write a song about it. Um, and so it's just it drags the album down. Not to harp on Phil, um, but I have to in this case because I feel like the album could have been way better. Um, so I don't even know where to go from there. I feel like I've already made, I've already hit all these points. I wrote down notes and like, I'm so I've, I've been, I've thought about this album so much for, you know, 25, 27 years, however long it's been, um, that I'm just like, I kind of already know how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, the, I I just feel like really it, every time i listen to this album i go man there's re- there's a lot of really good shit on here but but when the album ends i go it really sounds like a band that needs a little bit of a break like maybe yeah. they were going too hard at it and now and here's the thing i know that there are people watching this right now or listening that this is their number one pantera album could even be yours i don't know but but um i i have to go i have to be completely honest when i go i don't fucking understand that at all like there's Unless you are just a fan of extreme for extremity's sake, if you are the person that likes every extreme metal album that comes out, as long as it's it doesn't matter if it's the same shit over and over again, as long as it's still blast beats and guttural vocals and all that shit, then that's, then I get it. But it's it's this album has so much more going on on it, yeah, that could have been way better. So that's kind of where I fall with this as I go, you can't listen to Cowboy's Vulgar Far Beyond Driven and then listen to this and think that it's better because it's in so many ways not. And um, I've tried over the years to look at it from different angles and go, well, this is good or this is good. But it's all just making excuses for shortcomings on an album. But that being said, I'm really picky about this album because like, when this came out in 1996... I was a giant Pantera fan. Far Beyond Driven is one of my favorite albums ever made. Same with, you know, with Vulgar Display. And then Cowboys from Hell to me is up there with like, if you were going to do a top metal albums ever made, I'd be like, well, Cowboys has to be in there. So when we get to Great Southern Trend Kill, it was one of those things where the I bought the album and I go, man, there are some cool songs on here. But every single time I've listened to it, I've had to go, ah, man, I just wish it was better. Hmm. Um So anyway, I will
1: will say like, I won't give too much away, but the thing I will say about that album is my favorite moments on it are the parts where there's like a breather or it gets atmospheric or they does something that isn't like full, like in your fucking face. Yeah. Nuts. Um, Yeah. It's like uh, Tens. I fucking love that song.
0: Well, well, that's that's the thing. Tens is a great song. Floods is a great song, um, but there's that there's that thing too where I, where people will be like Floods my favorite Pantera song. I'm like, that's that's a little weird, but okay, because it's because like, that's 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 literally the thing I said before about like you know I'm so I love Nirvana. My favorite Nirvana song is the Man Who Sold the World. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like that's a cover song, but yeah, it's you know, it's not really comparing it correctly. But you know what I mean when somebody is a yeah. fan of a band and this is the band's sound and they choose this little thing and I go. Hmm.
1: Huh. Interesting. I have to confess, I have at one point in my life, particularly in a bit of a depressive slump, mainly during the pandemic, I literally found myself listening to, and this is mentally, if you want a picture of where I was at uh-huh. mentally, I was not doing well at the end of 2020. And I found myself listening to an hour loop of the floods outro of the guitar playing and the rain. And I was just there like, this is my whole fucking vibe right now, man. I feel like shit. And I think back to my, I think back to that moment. I'm like, I've been Rocky four in it since then. But my God, when I hear that, I I think to myself, man, you were in a bad place. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But that, but that's cool shit. Like you're right. Like
0: you're right. Like I'm not saying that those are bad songs cause they're not, they're, they're all great yeah. songs. And this overall is an album that's way better than most metal bands best album. And it's an album that I think hmm. it, it just, it just, when it comes to Pantera, it's just, a, it, it, it's always been a bit of a disappointment Um, and a frustrating you're album it next to, to it. listen to.
1: Yeah, I think the the thing is though you're stacking it next to an absolute game changing trilogy of albums. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: and honestly, like I think that if you know you listen to how I talk about some albums, if this was an album that I didn't really care for, I wouldn't be talking this long about it. <laughs> it would yeah. be it would be me going, yeah, it didn't do anything for me. It's pretty good. Got some cool guitar parts. Moving on. You know, it's like yeah. that would be it. But this is a thing where like you know it's 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 a it's a, it's a meaningful album for me. But it's always been one that I've struggled with. Um, so, but you know, to each their own, if, 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 if this is your favorite Pantera album, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong because clearly it's your, it's your, uh, it's your prerogative and it's your, and it's not, and it's not o- overrated or underrated. Can we, I want to go on, on, no, I know nobody's going to listen to this, <laughs> but can we all agree just don't use the term overrated anymore? Cause overrated literally just means you don't like it.
1: Yeah, I'm pissed <laughs> off that this is popular. You know, yeah, because it's, it's like cause like because it's like that because you
0: it's always like towards something that clearly earned its popularity. It's it's mm. it's you know it's never aimed aimed towards like some band that had a one hit and that was it. It's always like you know ACDC totally overrated. I'm like, well, wh- why? Like like I can get not liking them. But overrated? Like <laughs>
1: yeah. that's just that's like,
0: literally just like the the buzzword for I'm a douchebag and I want you to hear my opinion. Overrated. Yeah. There you go.
1: I yeah I think as well. There's a whole thing of like if there is something I will stand by and I use this as it's a perfect analogy. Do I think Metallica are overrated? No, but I think a lot. Of their peers are underrated. Sure, I think you know. There's, but once think, again, that's
0: an opinion of you thinking something should be more popular than it is.
1: Yeah, so that's, but that's kind of what we do on here. It's like, check this out, though. This check this out too. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, more about. I I'm more pointing about at Dave. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave,
0: Dave, I mean, yeah, Dave is, Dave is one of those guys that people will call over or underrated. And I think that they're both wrong, but you know, it's, it is what it is, but yeah, cause it's So, I, so I, I'm, I'm more about like, like, you know, propping up the underdog. So I have, yeah. I have less of a problem with underrated just because it's usually used in a positive manner to prop mm-hmm. up something that you think doesn't get the respect that it deserves. Because there's never, there's never, there's never a douchebag element to underrated. There's nothing but douchebaggery on included (laughs) with overrated. Yeah. You know. So, anyway, I don't know why. I I think I I see that so much now that it just bothers me, and I was like, I gotta talk about it at some point. But I just, (laughs) it's just, it's the, it's gets stuck in my craw.
1: Anyway, where are we? Little pet, (laughs) little pet peeve. Yeah. Great
0: Southern Trend Kill was my number four. And it's and just, despite what you might think, I actually really do like that album. It's just the next three that I'm going to be talking about, like serious
1: bangers, like, you know, bl- blow the doors off type shit. So, okay. I've, I have pretty much been consistency, consistently in the love zone this entire time. There's not a Pantera album I don't really like. Like, yeah, I think there's ones that are significantly stronger, but on the flip side of that, it is a pretty hard to fuck with discography. I uh, I would agree. All, every album, I would I, w- I would say that about. That being said, um, this might be a hot take. My number three, it still it's still made the top three. My number three is Volume Display of Power. Yep. And it's it's the first Pantera album I ever heard. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's beloved for a reason. It rules like <laughs> it uh, does. mouth mouth for war. They've shed like ninety-five percent of their eighties-ness at this stage, you know, the remaining five percent being the reverb on Hollow, but that's about <laughs> it. You know. Um but yeah, Mouth for War killer opener blows the doors open. Next logical step from Cowboys. A new level like oh, I remember the first time I heard that. Yeah. Just that ping ding 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 like absolutely crushing song. Uh, mm-hmm. Walk is the song every modern metal band of my generation grew up on. It was like, this is kind of like there's kind of before walk and there's after walk, you know? Yeah. Um, where everyone's like, oh, now I'm mad, <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> like be- before it was like heavy metal rules, it's like Fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Speaking of fucking hostile. Thrash mode is a rallying cry from Metalhead since the day it came out. See that and that's a that's a good example of like the the lyrics in fucking hostile.
0: Like that's what I mean about like it's an angry song, but I read the lyrics and I go, I get this. Yeah. I get it. So it's like it, it 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 works a lot more than I don't like popular music now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I remember you mentioning as well. You did a you did an episode of the Old Head podcast ages ago, and there's one thing you said that really stuck with me was the attitude, the collective attitude of metalheads used to be uh, us versus them. You know, so yeah. like there's the outsiders that want us to you know stop rocking, you know, <laughs> and there's us that are gonna turn it up louder the more they fucking whine, right? Yeah. Whereas now it's like, I'm going through some stuff, okay? Like, yeah, and it's like it. When everybody's doing the same thematic stuff, it gets fucking boring. Like, and, certain- and
0: tech and technically, that's emo. What you're talking yeah. about there. So yeah, it's, it's like- uh, but I have no th- <laughs> I have no problem with that. I mean, I actually. You know, we're taking a step away from metal. When I say the word emo, I don't mean that as an insult because there are some full-on legit emo albums. I'm talking about actual emo. The emo elders are into those um, <laughs> that that I that I think are really good. And I also have no problem with songs about inner struggle or you know horrible things that have happened in your life. But when that is the basis of not only the majority of your album but the majority of every other album that's coming out then it becomes like, I, I don't have time for all your problems, dude. There's other problems in the world, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so uh, and so it's become, I think that's probably why so many metal fans now are like, stop being political! Because they've forgotten yeah. that it used to be like, fuck all every this shit, song. we're gonna... Yeah. yeah we, we, every, <laughs> you know, because it was like, it's us versus them. But now it's like, it's become so like, well, metal is all about me. So it's... Yeah.
1: Um, and so, Kind of... Unfortunately. I'll- There's a lot of projection these days. People are trying to, you know, they wrote that about me. Pick me. (laughs) I'm the fan. I'm the fan this is about, you know. It's like that whole pick me girl shit. Uh, But it's like, I'm so quirky. (laughs) Whereas the metal version is, I'm angry because I'm depressed. Pay attention to me. You know, it's like. um, And I don't mean that.
0: I never want anyone to think I downplay like depression and things like that. Because I've dealt with that stuff. (laughs) And I, understand, and I, and I like some music that is very like that, but mm-hmm. for some reason, when it comes to metal, the metal has always been an, an escape for me yeah. that does, that isn't supposed to be that. You're not supposed to remind me that, oh, I'm depressed <laughs> or, oh, I deal with emotional issues or personal trauma. Um, I, I don't, I don't want that in my metal. I want, you know, I want it to be, you know, fuck the government. But not just fuck some governments. Like I'm fine yeah. with this government, but not the no no no. I want metal to be fuck every government. Everything's fucked yeah. up. Even if something's going really well, let's find what's <laughs> not working about it and make a song about it. Like that's what that's what I always want. I want every everything's you know, everything's fucked.
1: We we can't get too comfy, otherwise nothing would change. Yeah, you know? that's 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 true. Man, man, you know what? And like we fear they're, change. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, yeah, we do. <laughs> That's
0: why that's why I think you know metal and punk and everything was so strong in the late 80s and the early 90s because I feel like everyone that was making music for the most part in America Ronald Reagan and and George Bush senior everybody saw them as the enemy. There was yeah. no there were no rockers that were like, "Well, he's got some good policies." <laughs>
1: <laughs> like nah, it was like, <laughs> they they
0: hated them. And then eventually we get to Bill Clinton. We're all like, eh, hey, it's fine. What are we saying about? I'm depressed.
1: <laughs> uh, you you can always guarantee as well, there's gonna be like there's always one, there's always one comment in like episodes where we ever bring anything like this up. There's always yeah. gonna be one guy where it's like, actually. Trump grabbing someone by the pussy. She 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 was kind of asking for it or something like that, you know. What are they? What are these like? Kind Let of me daft- talk to you about the all of
0: the liberals that have grabbed pussies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had one of those in the last episode. We had a dude. Some that, of them um, eat babies, <laughs> like, like stuff like that. <laughs> which is which is funny because like you know we, we <laughs> you and you and I occasionally bring up you know brief mentions of social issues or or things like
1: that. But neither the one of us have ever Was hilarious. Th- the mis- why? Why did the annoying British guy have to bring this up? This is this is a <laughs> punk band, I'm, and I'm like, it's a punk uh, band. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, I drew attention to it because Misfits, for a punk band, focused on a different theme. And right here I am. Oh, this fucking this fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well, fuck, Well, fuck you too, huh? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but I just I just
0: think it's funny that like the, the the since you brought it up, I do have to say that I think that the, the number one thing that I've learned from being on the Internet and, and people like those people commenting on stuff is that the thing that's killed, <clears throat> that's killing our country over here is everyone thinks that everything has to be one side or the other. Mm. And I'm like, wow. Cause that's just, cause everyone thinks it's a fucking football game. And and by that, I mean, yeah. American, American football game. Um, not that, not, you know, I've seen, you know, football fans over there are fucking crazy sometimes. I know I get that, but, but, but over here, it's more <laughs> like, you know, you root for your team, even if they totally suck. And, and yeah. if somebody says they suck to you, you go, no, they don't. They're they're just having a bad sheet. So somebody broke their knee. The coach is is a, is, is not, not having a good year. It doesn't. But they just make excuses for it. And I was like, well, that's not that's that is that's not how I think about things. So whenever somebody no. points at me and said, "You said this one thing. Um, you're a you're you're a left winger and a liberal," and I go, "Well, first off, the word liberal. How is that an insult? Because that isn't supposed to mean open and accepting. Um, so yeah. you're already a moron there." But then, but then, but it's like, it's like, there are plenty of things where I find myself floating towards the middle. I'll, I'll admit I'm, I'm on the left side of things, but there are plenty of left leaning things that are happening in the world that I go, that's also fucking ruining things. Hmm. And so when somebody points and says, it's, it's gotta be one side or the other. I'm like, you're a moron and you're the problem. So, uh, There you go. It's it's not it's not black and white. It's all shades of gray, as Biohazard once um, put it. I just know yeah. they have a song called "Shades of Gray," but I don't, it's not about that, I don't think. But
1: <laughs> you had a good point, though. I mean, it, it you know, if you if you dissect all the fucking social issues in the world, it's just a giant tangled web of shit, you know. And you got to account for the fact that you know there's people on all sides who are shit bags.
0: Agreed. Absolutely. And, right. just, and that's some, what metal, that's what metal should be. Yeah. It shouldn't be this Fuck one's okay. Bags. It yeah. should be, there are shit bags all over the place. Let's point them out. Yeah. And that's I uh, I don't know, but I just, I think that that's like, that's the 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 the, 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 the liberal thinking, which means that not just, there can't just be one answer to something. And I think that's what, yeah. that's the problem is that everything has to have one answer, but it's like, that's not how the, that's not how life works. Sometimes the answer to something is something that isn't going to 100% solve a problem, but it's going to push us in the right direction. But people yeah. are like, well, if it doesn't solve it, then I, I'm, not a, I'm not on board. Well, I'm just like, you got to try. I'm not going to mention any any issues, but I'm going to say you have to try things to see if things will work. And Gas then, prices are too high. We need to invade Canada. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. that would be uh, the that would that would be the the ultimate irony <laughs> if like we end up like you know invading Canada, like the, what everyone <laughs> thinks is this like really kind and peaceful yeah. country, and then they just annihilate us when we walk through them. That would be a on moose
1: back. They're just like. Yeah. That's actually a pretty epic kind of kind of image in my head on Moose Yeah. I'm starting to imagine this like dystopian future where there's like mech moose and they're like half <laughs> cyborg fucking moose that like have like chain guns mounted on their antlers. That'd be sick. Yeah. I want this now.
0: This is this is good. We've gotten off of being serious. We got serious for a minute. And I usually like to avoid that because that's not what that's not what I'm all about on the internet. That's why, if you follow me on social media, I don't really make statements about things going on in the world. Um, yeah, it's because just I just f- I, because I just I don't want to argue. Yeah, I don't want to argue about it. I have my opinions, but I uh, am not a jerk off,
1: and I keep them to myself. There are people so, who enjoy debate, and I am not one of them. I, I, I am I'm just fine. Like, I'm mm-hmm. fine with debate. I don't know if yeah. you've seen what debate has become. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah i I suppose it it, it's it's more it it depends on like you know i I would happily have a debate with someone about like metal bands or something like that something i feel qualified to talk about now if somebody came up to me and said oh we want you to debate you know this guy on the history of you know lgbt i'd be like i'm gonna be real i'm not educated enough i like everybody that is my statement. Yeah. You know, you know, there, boom. Yeah. I don't, I don't care who you're fucking <laughs> like straight up. That's that, world that's world.
0: that's the thing. One last thing and we'll move on uh, that is, it, is that I do, I think that it's true. It's true that everybody's opinion matters, but most people have to realize that they don't have all the answers and they're not an expert. So, yeah. so it's just, you know, I, including me. Like it's, yeah. you know, that's why, that's why I don't say shit most of the time. Cause I don't, I don't have the answers folks. I just, well, 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 I don't, s- well, I don't,
1: Steve, Steven, the facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, <laughs> it's like Ben Shapiro.
0: <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. See that, see th- that, see that's what I'm vocal about as per- a person like that. That's a douchebag. And I'm all about yeah. getting rid of those people. I'm um, just like, I don't know. I don't know why. it. W- I love the fact that it's become the sort of thing where I, I, now that I'm like a, uh, I don't know what would you I'm not a public figure what would you call me an entertainer I mean I, I qualify as something because I'm on the internet and I talk a lot but I'm not I was gonna call popular. you a, I was
1: gonna call you, a, I, was gonna call you a, I was gonna call you a VJ you know kind of kind of give you a give that you sounds a, not dirty a, not, not a, not a <laughs> vagina <laughs> just the uh was it the like MTV back in the day you would have like yeah know, a video, video a VJ yeah a video jockey gonna, video jockey But I, but But I, but it, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, but I do just, just bringing it back to what we were saying about like metal being angry about like stuff that's happened to you rather than, you know, it's kind of hard for me to take someone seriously when they are quite clearly a jock, but they're singing about being a nerd. And it's like this, there's an authenticity problem here. Because you you can't, you can't come out here and convince me that you, you know, Mr. Macho Man, Randy Savage looking motherfucker comes out and tells me, you know, I was, I was like so totally like fucking bullied in high school. It's like, motherfucker, you were doing the bullying in (laughs) high school. I don't believe that for a second. Like, (laughs) I'm sure like, you know, people have shit in their lives and I, you know, this is not me tarring anyone. Everybody does. Yeah. But but it's like a jock approach to a um, more of a kind of you know if you want to compare it to the jock and the nerd it's like a it's a jock singing about what a hard time they're having meanwhile you know they're banging all the cheerleaders <laughs> so not not
0: saying that jocks can't have a hard time but this is what I'm talking about about yeah. the gray areas so yeah. if you're if you're a football player who who gets whatever woman he wants and your family is really rich that doesn't mean that I'm gonna look at you and go you don't have problems, but you have to understand that your problems are serious for you, but other people have it way harder than you. And sometimes hmm. you just need to kind of keep your shit to yourself. So it's just, it's just that sort of thing. It's just realize that there's levels to everything. But, yeah. um, but the point I was trying to make is that like, I'm out here talking and I'm all, I look around the internet and I go, man, if I just acted like an asshole all the time, I'd be making so much money on the internet right now. Those are the people that make the money. People that talk about shit that they don't know what they're talking about and make completely false statements. And then later on, people will call them out and go, you said this, and they'll be like, no, I didn't. And nobody cares. Nobody cares that they just lie and make shit up and act like an asshole. And I'm like, wow, that's all I would have to do? And then I could be rich and famous doing this? You just got to be an asshole grifter and you make a shit ton of money. Like, I can't, and I, I wish that I could do it, but I can't, like, I don't even, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad even for this segment right here. I feel guilty for doing this segment. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to like, I'm glad that we talk about this stuff. Cause I feel like it's important. And honestly, yeah. I don't talk to very many people. So when I talk to you, <laughs> it's good to, to, to get these things out. But at the same yeah. time, like the way that I view myself as a YouTube YouTuber, I guess, and podcaster yeah. is like, you know, I want my role to be a positive role, even though there's so much negativity in the world, I want people to be able to come to my shit and go, you know what? I'm going to go there. And I know that for the most part, he's going to try to try to have a good time and hope everybody else is also having a good time. And so I can't, I can't break myself from that in order to, you know, win all the money and the, and the fame. Um, Maybe I'll get there one day. You never know. I'm bringing you with me, buddy.
1: Hell Yeah. (laughs) All right, oh, back yeah. to Pantera. We, that,
0: we were, we're now on to no, our, our top three. Oh no, you were yeah. already talking about yours. <laughs> yep, yeah, Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. That was we did like a glam rock tangent, and we did like a weird social political issues tangent. Social <laughs> tangent. Um, yeah. Next up, yeah. it's going to be all about weed legalization in about twenty minutes. So just stay tuned.
1: <laughs> cool. Uh, so this love, right? This song. Oh. I have grown a major appreciation for it over the years. Like, yeah. I remember, like the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is like the ballad." So, like, it, even like when I first heard it, I was still kind of coming to understand how to play things on guitar. So mm-hmm. I didn't recognize the riff in the middle as fucking cool as it is, right? right. But when I, when I started really paying attention to this song, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this slow smoky angry boiling rager of a song like these spooky clean guitar parts are nice but the middle riff where shit gets real is probably it's up there in like top five dime riffs
0: Oh, you're talking about gunjin, ginjin,
1: no, the like dun-dun. d-dun, oh, okay. that's
0: great too, but let's talk about that breakdown. Speaking of great Pantera Shut breakdowns, add that d-dun. one to the list, the breakdown on and, and and they do that great thing where it comes back again only slower.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so perfect. It goes from it goes from to Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a video exclusive. It was <laughs> there were
0: some faces there. Um, Hell yeah. Different different levels of of metalness.
1: Yeah, but like here we go. We we hop on over to side B, kind of zone. I believe is no. is rise where side B starts. Rise is the end of side A. Rise is the end of side A. Right. Okay. It starts out real thrashy. Uh, goes into the groove thing. But the the big thing I loved about this was like it's time to oh yeah like yeah that part there always struck me as that's so cool um dude no good attack the radical is uh one of two bracket songs on this album yeah (laughs) it's a great one um live in a hole is sabbath on steroids that's that's fucking love it i love that one that one that i don't think that one gets talked about enough but i think that's a great song Here's the thing, though. Every time it comes on, I find myself dancing to the intro, I do like a like, like a little dun 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 yeah. dun like I can't. Good <laughs> do, do that do that again. No
0: wait, never mind, it's not gonna work on the video. Cause the way I'm looking at you right now, you're underneath me, and for a second there it looked like my head was your head. <laughs> <laughs> not, sorry folks, it's not gonna work that way at home. It's I've, we're next to I've each got other. an old head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, it, it's it's a great it's a great fucking song. Um yeah. yeah. Regular people. Conceit. The other of the two bracket songs on this album is a cool one. Um oh man, by Demons be driven is just grooving, pounding yeah. badassery. And I remember there was one time, now now here's me, like, my douchey quality, I have, like, one douche quality, and that is obnoxiously blasting music with the windows down in my car. That is, like, my one big fuck you to society, because I'm like, who's gonna stop me, huh? Who's gonna fucking stop me? The, r- the so real I'm,
0: question is, when you're parking, do you turn the music down? <laughs> Cause a I, little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do a little bit. I'm like, okay... I'm going backwards. I need to think,
0: <laughs> but no, I'm um, like that shit's up to where it's like blasting, and then once I once I get to my street and I have to park, that shit goes down to like five. I'm just like it's yeah. like with you know five <laughs> out of like a hundred. It's like literally just like, I'm like look, I have to park. Okay,
1: now I I'm that you know stereotypical eighties uh, guy from the from the drug PSA you get an after school special that shows up and I'm like, hey, I'm going to twist the chains concert tonight. Do you wanna get in the back of my van and do fucking heroin? Yeah. Like you open up yeah. your door and it's just smoke yeah. billowing out of your car yeah. when you get out of there. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, like like so one time I pulled up outside of my girlfriend's house and um, you know, at the time she lived in like the kind of uni town where I was. And I remember mm. I drove down the road and she said, You know, I could hear you from like the very top of the hill. And I was like, I know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a compliment right there. Yeah. But I was just like driving down through shittiest car ever. Like I had a crap fucking Vauxhall Corsa, which is a, you know, stereotypical, wow, this guy doesn't have a lot of money. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a, a, that's, a car. that's
0: a, that's a very not American car. Cause I, I'm like, well, I don't even know if I've heard that name before.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it 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 doesn't it doesn't bode well with my image. I, I I'll I'll say that it, like it it's stereotypical for being a bit of a bit of a nonce mobile as well. Like you, you know, uh, anyone who drives a Corsa, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, for Christ's sake! But you know, it, it's it's just kind of a running gag. I, I didn't have the side fringe, so I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Yeah, it's a little callback to the joke we made earlier. Yeah, um, yep. But um, Rew- if you with- rewind it, if you want to watch it again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, re- I remember pulling up outside, and all of uh, all of Amy's friends were like this fucking guy, but and I was just there like party buns, be driven. So so good. Hell yeah. Um, but hollow is the closer and well, mm-hmm. oh, that's a good name for like, a, that sounds like an Alice in Chains title. I mean, obviously it's called hollow, but I was thinking hollow, but I forgot what I fucking said. Someone make a timestamp. So I can the find closer? It again. Hollow, the closer. That sounded like a cool title, but yeah, it's a contender for the beefiest power ballad of all time. Like, cause it, it does go from like power ballad to holy shit. Yeah. Damn dude. This one, that one's, that one's
0: a little more like, um, when it comes to ballad, like what Metallica were doing in the eighties, where it was like, it would be soft and then it would get heavy later on in the song. Whereas like, whereas, whereas this, this love is a very unique song to me because it's at the time I'm like, I don't think I had heard a song like that where it, where it is so mellow. And then in the chorus becomes fucking heavy as fuck.
1: You get this love first. (laughs) Child. But yeah, I, I love Vulgar Display of Power. Yep. Um, and it is my third favorite Pantera album.
0: Sweet. Um, for my third favorite Pantera album, I think I probably threw a lot of people for a loop here because you probably expect this to be higher. But like I said, I got real picky. I got very picky with looking at things from different angles and trying to figure out where everything should go. Um, I take my job very seriously. I don't get paid very much for it, but here's what happened. <laughs> uh, my number three is Far Beyond Driven. From ah. 1994, which is I could easily say it's my favorite Pantera album. Um, a lot of it is real personal. Um, yeah, it's uh, like I, I was. I was trying to find this article. I heard somebody talk about where they were talking about how the music. If you're if you're really into music, the music that you listen to in your early teen years, uh, up until a certain point, is the music that's always going to be very meaningful to you i think it's because it's some sort of combination of it's all new to you so you're learning about things and your brain is still is still forming at that point it's still growing or whatever you know and so i, I i'm guessing it's some sort of scientific thing where shit just latches into your brain and it's in some sort of part of your brain that that immediately hits some kind of emotional uh you know a you know, nostalgia type thing Mm. So an album like far beyond driven, I kind of put it in that area because it's one of those albums that I do. You just look at the cover, not this cover that's behind me. That's the one I don't really like, but <laughs> a butthole, the butthole cover, which is, you know, if, if I could give anybody a piece of advice, just keep buttholes off of your album covers all, all together. Cause it, yeah. cause you know, it, most of the time it just stops me from ever listening to the album because I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of buttholes. So um, a, b-
1: a booty is fine.
0: Yes, just keep cheeks closed.
1: Yeah, okay? no 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 spreading. <laughs> ho-
0: ho- ho- hopefully if it if it's a female butt, the cheeks are big enough to where they can't do anything about it. That shit's closed because it's 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 too yeah. much too much booty in the pants. Um, but they uh, but yeah, so far beyond driven is I don't know where I was going with that, but you, yeah, just seeing the album cover. And, and, and hearing the the music, it just transports me to being in high school. And, you know, you
1: mean the blue one, right? The with the, the blue,
0: yeah, the blue, the blue yeah. album cover. Um, because that's how, that's how it looked. Like, I remember yeah. like you know, me and a bunch of my friends and, a, and I, I don't know if we were dating it, but the girl that would end up being my first major girlfriend, remember we like were hanging out and we walked over to the Best Buy that was nearby and I bought Far Beyond Driven on cassette because it had just come out. And um, it was that, it was that sort of thing where it was like, oh man, I don't have enough money to get the CD, but they have it on cassette. So I guess I'll just buy it. Yeah, And I played the fuck out of that. And it's <laughs> everything surrounding the album, including like the coverage they were getting on headbangers ball, where they were talking about the album and then premiering the video for unbroken, which is one of my favorite videos ever made all of those things. And just like the vibe of that time and that music, makes it very important to me. Now, if I put all that aside, comparatively speaking, it's not their strongest album. Um But the, the reason why this one ends up at number three over some other ones is because they did become more extreme. This is a step yeah. up in extremity, but there's still a lot of catchiness in the songs on this album. Yes. And, and vocally speaking even though Phil gets more aggressive he still manages to have vocal lines and, and 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 phrasing that I'm like this make this made the song great also it isn't just the band or just Dimebag's riff or whatever all the whole everything together i think still is um, working like a well-oiled machine with these guys um, I will I will admit that I I've, I've always been very vocal about the fact that I think the good friends and a bottle of pills kind of kills the momentum of the album a little bit because I if fucked it
1: fucked your girlfriend last <laughs> night uh, yep. she called yep. me daddy, I called her baby and I smacked her ass. <laughs> if you said to I do mean. it. Um,
0: but it's it's, 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 oh, it's only because if it only because the way if that had been taken out, I get it. It's kind of an experimental tune, and I I appreciate it for that. But yeah. if if we you know the way that I'm broken ends, and then if it it faded out, and then the the um what the what the fucking next song is called after that? Oh my god, I'm so bad. I I, 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 I it's a it's a bad time to have a brain fart. But pull um, it up.
1: I'll save you. Oh no. Yeah. It's hardline sunken cheeks, hardline sunken cheeks. If it
0: had gone from I'm broken, fading out into hardline. I think that that would have been fucking awesome, but the album is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, the album also contains what I probably would consider my favorite Pantera song, which is slaughtered.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and that's only because like every part of that song just kicks my ass every fucking time. Um, and it's also a case where Phil is trying to do really aggressive vocals and it works with the song and it's, and, and there's so many badass riffs in slaughtered. Like, first off you have the really great sort of um, dime bag, like drunken riff. Like I love that shit. And then I talked about on the last episode, the middle riff in that song. It's just one of the best riffs ever written to me. Um, But also, but there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, like, you know, this. most of this album are songs that I go, this is some of their best shit. Um, In Pulling It Apart, um, there's not the... They become a little bit too focused um, on, I guess, uh, upping the ante with their being heavy and extreme. And so they did start, they did leave behind a little bit of what made Cowboys from Hell really special. And there's, there's a little bit of like, Vulgar Display of Power it has so many like iconic moments on it that this one doesn't necessarily have. That Now I'm all like, okay, well, this one takes takes the seat in third. Um, that and the last couple tracks, not talking about um, Planet Caravan, but the last couple tracks in this album, while they have really cool parts in them, to me, they're not white as good as the rest of the album and so once i get to that point and i'm being really honest with myself i go okay i love this album it's one of my favorite albums of all time but comparatively speaking taking a step back this one had to go at number three so far beyond driven ends up being my number three which which means that you and i do not have the same top two but i'm curious if, if where we're going to match up with uh, cowboys from hell or if we're
1: going to match up with cowboys from hell okay so like you i also have a strong personal connection to the album i've put this high uh, that you'd put a couple spaces down Uh, all right all right my my number two is the great southern trend kill okay and my reason for this strong personal connection Back in high school, I had a an incident with another student that ended up with my knee being absolutely fucked. We like, talked
0: about that on an episode, I think, but I don't remember which one it was.
1: Yeah. I, to those of you squeamish with injury detail, I'm going to try and make it as least gory as possible, but I can categorically yeah. tell you it was the worst pain I have ever been in, in my life. Uh, my leg twisted around his. He did kind of a, but, a kung but, fu kind of thing. But,
0: and literally this wasn't like a fight. This was some random jerk off just running up to him and kick you. He, he, he kicked you or, or, or what?
1: Well, well now what, what had happened is I kind of went over and he thought it would be funny to like flip me, but yeah. Um, yeah, without getting too, you know, deep, deep into how it played out. He kind of grabbed my arm, stuck his leg out to do kind of like a karate judo kind of flip, uh, I wasn't expecting it at all. Uh and my seems, kneecap seems
0: very unnecessary.
1: Yeah. My 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 leg kind of twists around his. My kneecap and my left leg slides 90 degrees to the right out of the socket. The two bones do this. One goes one way, the other goes another. This yeah. is the most this
0: is the most metal part of the entire show.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because this is this is fucking insane. Like, cause I, I he flips me around. You could, on the you could,
0: you could pause that when I'm, when wincing from you telling the story. and They'll be like, he's probably listening to a really sick riff right
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a meme template for sure. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, anyway, I land with my full body's weight on the kneecap, uh, oh, and man. I, I land. Said impact at the time, the kneecap is dislocated, which is painful enough. Yeah. The kneecap has fractured in half down the middle. So now I have a kneecap in half 90 degrees to the right. (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh, shit. Um, You know, all all, him and all his friends went to the PE lesson and I was like, I'm just kind of stuck here. I can't stand up. In the end, a a PE teacher came over and said, why aren't you in my lesson? And I said, they just left you there. Yeah, they just left me there, and they will they all up. That makes it worse. Up. I didn't know that yeah. part. Now it's it, here. Here we go. This is where it gets kind of. Uh, this is where it gets kind of fucked. Um, th- the teacher comes over and says, "Weren't you in my class?" I said, "I can't walk. Something bad has happened to my leg." At the time, I thought I'd had like just a really severe muscle pull. Like I thought I tore a tendon or something like that. I didn't know that my kneecap was utterly fucked. <laughs> Like yeah. it, you may as well have taken a jack uh, fucking sledgehammer to the fucking thing because it was messed up. Yeah, um, but it, they put me in a wheelchair, wheeled me to the front of the school, and they said, "Okay, uh, we're gonna try." This is this is where like systemically you you start to see the cracks in the school system. The receptionist says, "Right, well, it won't be long until the end of the school day. Sit here with this book, and we're gonna try and get you on the bus on the way home." I'm like on a bus. When I get to the bus stop, what do you want me to do? Crawl home? You know, they didn't give me like, the option to call your parents or something? I no, I I said straight up. I said nah, I am I am not getting on a bus if I can't fucking walk. I I couldn't bend my leg, right? I had yeah. a, a perfect 90 degree angle, which was the only time uh, it didn't hurt cuz the yeah. thing had swelled up to like twice its size. And I was in the I was in the chair. And the I, I said, look I'm gonna ring my mum. She finishes work soon anyway. I rang, rang her up and we get in the back of the um, you know land Rover she had at the time and we went to uh, a nearby smaller hospital uh, in uh, kind of Nuki and we got there and I, I limped with you know my mum. I was there for about half an hour, and they said, "Your legs fucked, mate. You need to go to Trellisk, which is the major hospital in Cornwall." I get there. I'm I like to think. Pre- I
0: like to think that in England, that's the way the doctors talk. Your legs fucked, mate. Yeah, pr- <laughs>
1: it pretty much. He was like, "Nah, that, it, that's too big. That's too big for it." it like on your bike. Yeah, <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> what are what we gonna do? Pedal? Yeah, it's like um, so. So we get. Um, we get to we get there, and I remember I was sitting and I was I was probably listening to Pantera just to pass the time but I was just there sweating like oh my God if I remotely move my leg right now it's gonna hurt like hell so it's just there hyper focused I think I was playing a game called like zombie gunship it was like one of those like top down shooter kind of things on the phone mm. anyway uh they they try to straighten the leg out eventually they they get me on a table and They say, right, we're going to try and straighten it, see what's wrong, right? They get about halfway there. All of a sudden, muscle spasms begin. What happens when that happens? The two halves of the knee just start grinding against each other. Oh, shit. And I was just, it's the one time in my life I have legitimately just screamed in agony until they got me, like, sedated. And I was 14 years old, and I remember, I, I took, like, four puffs of this shit, Right, I I went from I went from like agonizing pain to kind of flirting with the nurse, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Thank you for this. I like you. I'll buy you a drink." And "It's like, it's like <laughs> you're sedated on a hospital bed." Like, but I just remember. And the second time that happened, the following night, my leg was in a splint, and uh, I just remember. This is a really gory story, so sorry to anyone who's like eating or something. But um, I love that we've I, had so
0: many different tangents in this episode. Yeah. And this one is the most extreme so far.
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to get to how Great Southern Trend Kill ties in in a minute because yeah. uh, at home, I remember like that same thing happened again, but this time I was on my sofa at home. So I didn't have the anesthetic that they had there. So here I am now, just absolutely screaming that I was like, fuck! Ah! like just uncontrollable pain yeah and then in in the end i i said um just give me some fucking ice or something and they're like that's not gonna stop the spasms i'm like i'm gonna freeze it till it's fucking numb then (laughs) so i just dumped as much frozen shit on it as i could until it just stopped until it like went completely numb and i was like right from now on no sudden leg movements from me well about like two months later all the muscle tissue in it had died And so I had this, like, one string bean fucking leg. The other one was absolutely hench, but this one was just fucked. But yeah, about two weeks later, I had the um, operation and gradually got back on my feet, but I was so angry at the entire thing that there was only one album during the physio that got me, you know, if I was having a particularly angry moment i'd be like fuck it the i'm going to listen to the entire great southern trend kill while i'm at the gym yeah that shit got me back on my feet this album and i just remember hearing it and just thinking i can channel the viciousness and the fury of this album into getting better so that's mm-hmm. kind of why i can kind of look past this album's shortcomings because at the time it just filled me with what? such a motivational yeah. rage and like, and
0: and once again, yeah. we're talking about something that happened to you when you were fourteen. At that period of your life, when you and so exactly. it's like so it makes sense. Um, I was I was fourteen when when uh, Far Beyond Driven came out. So what was yeah I, something
1: like that something like that. Yeah, it's. I was
0: sixteen. I was sixteen. Jesus, okay.
1: Damn, dude, you're old. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm jealous, though, so... <laughs> that's why that's, that's why I call my channel Old Head. You didn't know that? Yeah. yeah. No, I thought you were... Yo- I, I, I'm Young Balls. <laughs> you remember <laughs> that? Young Balls? <laughs> yeah, you remember that? That was my rap name. Yep. Young yep. Balls. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, the Great Southern Trend Kill, they upped the insanity. How they made an even more abrasive opener than Strength Beyond Strength is beyond me, but they did it. Um... War Nerve is a badass song. Absolute Absolutely, that's a great one. I love punch. that one. Um, and I gotta, I gotta just quickly jump back to the Great Southern Tranquil. the The opening part isn't what gets me. It's the uh, <speaking in French> oh yeah, I love that part. <speaking in French> that is yeah, that's the yeah. best part of that whole song to me. My favorite part is like right at the end of the solo, where it like gets really slow and fades out. <speaking in French> Oh. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there are some really tasty moments on this album. Warner, yeah. like I say, um, Drag the Waters, the first single from this album, kicks ass. Um tens, I love the vibe of tens. This whole song. This is an underrated song, I would say, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I the the I remember seeing like I was with um again with my band members I'm in a band called Sage by the way it's a little, little shameless plug there um but yeah the fucking part at the start where he's like um yeah. my skin is cold with somebody No, like that part gets me every time um 13 steps to nowhere The kind of tribal-esque drumming with that groovy-ass guitar work is so good. Um, Suicide Note Part 1 is a welcome, albeit dark, break from the heaviness of this record, which leads directly into Suicide Note Part 2, which is arguably the most mental song they've ever done, like, heaviness-wise. So... Like um that ending as well that dun 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 wee 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 dun dun dun, dun 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 and it comes back even slower and then it stops and you think fuck that was good. Like uh um it's almost it's one of those moments where you like you laugh at how awesome it is, you're like <laughs> you know yeah. um living through me hell's wrath is a uh, kind of groove thrash kind of thing reminds me a little of that prong song cut rate but with like pantera's kind of southern twist on it mm-hmm. um, floods has some of the greatest guitar work of dime's career it's just so tasteful in the solos yeah and that the ending with the rain still gives me goosebumps because I think to myself, wow, even on something that has so many, you know, ugly-sounding, heavy moments, this is there's some beautiful moments in that song. Mm-hmm. Um, underground in America, to this day, is one of the heaviest things I've ever heard. Like, the, the tone he got from the tuning on that song is just like... And... Reprise. Sandblasted Skin is essentially part two to one of the heaviest things I've ever heard. And it's, it's with that personal connection I have to this album that I, you know, I will admit the songwriting on some of their earlier stuff is more memorable. But when I, when I listen to this album, I kind of, it's kind of like a recovery journey for me. Like by the end of the album, it's like, I've gotten better all over again, you know? So it's, it's kind of built into my mind. It's like, this is the sound of me, getting better you know even if that's it is a good
0: that's a good that's one of the best excuses i've heard for this album being high on a list but you but you're right. Uh, but you're all right you, you're right though like a lot of you know you mentioned a whole lot of things and i go yeah he's right all those things fucking rule but the majority of those things are dime riffs that are that make yeah. the album great um he's even because even you mentioned floods and i'm like floods would have been better if like phil would have had a better vocal
1: part in it
0: because it's it goes really well with it but every time i hear it i go eh it's all right flood
1: flood flood flood, flood. <laughs> 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 but yeah it, it, it's a, it's a great it's a great album especially if you had someone fuck your knee up <laughs> but yeah, with I wanna that, know,
0: I'm not want to want to know who that guy is, so we can go like.
1: I won't talk him on the internet. It's it's in the past. Uh, yeah, get uh, all the know, get I'm, all
0: the peanut butter platypuses to go and like. Cover operation. F-
1: yeah. <laughs> we now we get. Nah, it's okay. I f- I forgive you. Okay. E- even that's though very, it hurt like hell, <laughs> <laughs> it's very.
0: That's very. it's very mature of you. Um. All right, my number two. So we we literally have completely different lists. My number two is Cowboys from Hell, from nineteen ninety, and I made I made a uh, reference earlier to how um, this album and what my number one is, which now you know clearly it's Vulgar Display of Power, are so close together they're like they're, they're they might as well be glued together. Um, might as well be a double album. Well, they're, I mean, but they're not, this, they're not similar. Like there's, there's, there's very, there's, the yeah. differences make them separate, but how I feel about them and the, the, the good qualities and positive things and all the things about them that I love and I think are important in metal, keep them to where it's like, it's a really tight one and two for me. So for this one, first off, it's just a huge fucking step forward for the band, massive step forward. We talked about it on the last one, where it's like that was a point that Integrity One Hundred and One brought up um, that a lot of the songs on Power Metal were songs that they had kind of already written before Phil had come on board, and that album was nineteen eighty-eight. So you really think about it, they had several years of probably fucking around with new stuff, and yeah. all it all it takes is one song to like create a vibe and go, "That's good, let's do more of those things." And so I yeah. guess, you know, it moved them on their way, I guess. And so by 1990 or whenever they recorded the album, um they had this whole new like it was like a rebirth, you know, for this band.
1: I will say there's a really interesting demo called uh The Will to Survive that they did. I don't know if you've heard it. It's on like a deluxe reissue of Cowboys. But in it, you hear like it First of all, there's the riff, the middle riff from this love is in there, like diga 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 but even faster, yeah. tying like the sections together. But like the rest of the song is still rooted in the '80s sound, so it's this weird hybrid at the time of like yeah they didn't they didn't even include it on Cowboys, but it's the most perfect meeting of the two Panteras, yeah, and it's so strange to hear. Um, you know, Phil doing the world to survive, like sort of thing. But then follow up with big diga 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 Like you could tell that there was a serious like seismic shift happening. Yeah. There. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and some people have been very vocal of pointing out that they, they think that it's because they heard the band X order <laughs> and decided to nick their sound a little bit. But, um, Honestly, like, you know, if you listen to Slaughter in the Vatican, like there are songs on there that if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, is this, a, is this an early unreleased Pantera one that I didn't know about? Um, yeah. Because the, <laughs> there, the, not, all, not all of the album, some of the album is completely different. But vocally, I'm all like, well, that sounds very similar very. to what Phil started doing. But you have, to, you have to be aware of the fact that those two dudes already had similar voices anyway. So yeah. part of it is that. That the tone of their voices are very similar, so it's it's already going to sound similar. But who knows? You know, I I like I usually like to think that you know great minds think alike. Sometimes um, the only thing I am going to say is that you know as as great of an album as I think Slaughter and the Vatican is, um, the quality of the songwriting on Cowboys from Hell completely destroys that album. So so yeah, I mean I really like Cowboys from Hell, and I think honestly I could understand easily this being somebody's favorite Pantera album. I also could understand why I've heard some people say that's the only Pantera album they really like. Hmm. And it's only because you really take a step back and like pull apart everything that happens on Cowboys from hell. It's, you know, however many tracks it is 12, 10, 12 tracks. I don't remember how many tracks it is. I'm right offhand, but It's such a diverse, it's still metal, but it's such a dynamic and diverse album from all the different kinds of things that you get on here. And every single song is, to me, is so well-written. Everybody bringing their A-game. The riffs are amazing. The rhythm section sounds fantastic. What Phil is doing to me is great because it's got, because at that point he could still do the high notes, but he's not doing it way too much. He's doing extreme vocals when they seem they feel appropriate with the part of the song. It's just everything feels like locked in perfectly, but not so much towards like, well, we're we're just we're 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 he- we're heavy now. It's like they still have that one foot in, well, we we like being melodic. And that's yeah. why I think Cowboys from Hell succeeds so well for me, because it does have those things that are fucking brutal on it. But at the same time, shit that's like just such well-written metal songs with good melodies and, and tasty guitar parts, all of those things are present on Cowboys from Hell. And um, the, the since we're talking about this album, I'll, I could also um, point out another... I guess complaint I have Um, stop listing Pantera with thrash bands. Yeah. Let's do that right now. Cause if you, if you really count the thrash that they've done, that's actual thrash, it's probably equates to about four or five songs. Yeah. And sometimes it's only a part that's thrash and another part is not. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I really ate it when people are like, my favorite thrash brands. And then they put Pantera in there. And I was like, number one, that means that you're completely ignoring the early stuff, which is annoying, which I, that, <laughs> if they, the faster stuff they did there would be easily more speed metal, mm. maybe a little thrashy, but not too much. But I realized they did thrash stuff and they did it really well, but it's such a small part of what they were doing. It and counts ca- for a minute
1: section of their discography. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's that's literally like saying, you know, you know, Testament or a death metal band because they did that one album where he did (laughs) death metal (laughs) vocals. It's like, no, that's not what they are. Um, So I I just think I just think that that Pantera deserve more respect for being a band that really when we're talking about all of these albums and I'm going to even include great Southern Trendkill in here they kind of defy categorization. Cause even if you want to say groove metal, they're going to throw a dozen things at you that are absolutely not groove metal. Yeah. And so, um, that's why I think it's so great. And I think Cowboys from hell is the best example of like them literally saying, here's all the things that we can fucking nail. And it's an album filled with all of them. You've got cemetery gates, which it's probably one of the best metal songs ever written. Yeah. and It's fucking beautiful performance wise. It's a beautiful song. Even the heavy parts are beautiful. It's such, it's such a well done song. Um, and then you've got, you know, stuff like primal concrete sledge and things like that. And obviously the, the domination breakdown, the heaviest fuck, but everything is just so well done so much so that that's why this one, I I was really confused about I don't know what to put as number one or number two because every song is strong on this album and it's just like it's that that meme you see where the guy just goes banger 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 yeah. banger like that's Cowboys I hardly from know <laughs> <laughs> um, but like there's not there to me there's there is no there's no weak point in this album and and it, and it also gives you a variety of songs so it's very enjoyable all the way through so. I could point at this and say, this is the best Pantera album because of that. But I have stronger reasons for why my number one is my number one. Um, and so we can just, because this is your, this is your number one, right? We're, so we're, yeah. So we, number we, so one we can, we'll transfer, we'll trans, trans, whatever, transfer, trans, one of those words. Cool. Um, over to you cuz like yeah cuz i i abs- this is one of those things where i go i absolutely agree with you putting this at number 1
1: it has the it really it's one of those best of both worlds situations where they are firing on all cylinders they've discovered yeah. this whole other side of them they've still got the melody focus of their previous work but they're doing it in a way that translates to where they would go from here um yeah, yeah. and right out of the gate Cowboys from Hell, Im- absolutely immortal song. What a fucking game changer.
0: You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I ha- I absolutely think this, that's the, that's my least favorite song on the album. Wow. Cowboys really? I think every other song on the album is stronger than Cowboys from Hell. That says a lot because I think that's also a great song, but yeah. all the other songs, any of those songs come on and I go, Oh fuck. This has that badass part. And I think maybe, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like just the fact that this the first song, a song that you're so well known for doing, yeah, to me, like a fan, I'm like, well, it gets a lot better. It gets
1: better like as the album goes. So I remember like for, for a, the, the first time I ever heard it go, oh. I was like, what am I in for? Yeah. I just remember, like, again, it was like the um, Maxell cassette ad, where like you're (laughs) being blown, blown backwards in your chair. (laughs) It's like I remember thinking that, like, oh my god, and like you say, it's not even the strongest song on the album. I, I, I'm with you there. Um, Primal Concrete Sledge drumming on this as well like i know it's double kick he's he's not a he's not a flashy guy but there's like some tom work in there and there's a strange hi-hat hit in there and i've been trying to figure it out for ages and i think what i was i think i'm i'm i have been doing it wrong for a while i kind of need to unlearn it (laughs) but
0: the thing about about um vinnie paul's drumming which we can we've talked enough about Dimebag because everybody loves him but vinnie paul's drumming He's almost to the point where it sounds like a drum machine to me. Not not like in the just because yeah. it seems so precise in everything he does. But he's like also he, got such a swing to it as well. Yeah. But it's almost like it's but it's almost like it's being done like a by a robot that just had been programmed to do the perfect swing and the perfect fills and everything fits, you know, perfect. It doesn't sound like yeah. robotic, but it's got this precision to it. I guess that's the best word. Yeah. Is his drumming is so precise and he he was such a great drummer because he did shit that elevated the song. Like there are some drummers that are way too flashy, some drummers that are way too simple, especially if you were in a band like Pantera, but I feel like everything that he chose to do to do, I think he and and Dime worked so well together. And in him and and Rex as a as a as a rhythm section, it's just, it's always just hit me as like man, it's just so like spot on,
1: like yeah. perfect, you know definitely man like and then then you get Psycho Holiday um oh wait hang on I forgot to mention that part in the middle of Primal Concrete Sledge uh talk about like breakdowns and that and then that sneaks up on you and then like all of the stuff in that song is like damn. <laughs> yeah. That's tasty. <laughs> yeah. Um Psycho like Holiday groove of this track. Yeah. Uh, it's A really fun, accessible song, but it's still super heavy. Yeah. Her- uh heresy. Oh, that's I mean, a I, fucking tune right there. Yeah. Man. If any if any if any of them are gonna be like thrash, this is a this is one of the that- more thrashy yep yep i would
0: i'd put that one up there that one that one i would just say that's a legit thrash song or it feels like it to me
1: yeah but like the 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 big thing i always i'm always waiting for in this song is so they can lick my sack (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like he could have said so they can suck my dick they can kiss my ass nah lick my sack like i no other song i can think of has lick my sack in it so it Uh, seems
0: very appropriate though I don't know it
1: it just works Um, only to you know follow up that that rather crude number with one of the most beautiful metal songs ever written Cemetery Gates Mm -hmm. Um, probably the beefiest power ballad of all time yeah like holy shit the way this song develops throughout Mm -hmm. like it starts out like there's piano at the beginning underneath the guitars It's so layered, and it's really pretty. And then, you know, obviously... Like, really cool stuff. And then the second verse is doing, like, a mellow thing, but it's more of a band situation. And then it takes off. I guess you took my youth, gave it all away. Like, stuff like that. And throughout... Every single thing, and it's such a climax at the end with the you know them tr- doing a call and response of like
0: yeah oh yeah like, that that so that like that's the you know that's a standout part for for Phil. But like honestly, the thing in that song that I've always loved is the the way he hits those notes right before the chorus. Yeah, the, the, way, the yeah. way he hits that, I'm always like that sounds so good. It's always yeah. just been one of those moments where I go, that's just, that's so good. Um, but
1: yeah. It's it's almost like Jeff Tate operatic stuff <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah, That's like, that level of awesome. And I, I remember hearing that and I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed a little bit that this is the only album where we truly get that sort of thing out of Phil. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that maybe on something like Great Southern Trend Killer, it wouldn't be as much of a fit. But like saying a song like Floods, if that was in there,
0: but you see what I'm saying about how his if you if you if you take the vocal melody from let's just say just the verses of Cemetery Gates, and you compare it to what he does on Floods, I know it's a different kind of song, but I'm yeah. just like, there's something really missing there. It's something that just, it's a level of emotion that's like, (laughs) it feels kind of, kind of not empty, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. It's, it's,
1: I would call it, it's 1996, and that ain't cool right now, I guess. Yeah, and
0: I, and I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess it is a matter of, of taste and opinion because I could see how somebody would think that. That's much better than what he does on Cemetery Gates because maybe it comes across as a little cheese ball. I, I mean, I don't know how, but I but people. I think are, it's just really pe- good.
1: People are strange that way, I guess. But here's the thing: to have had a run of those five songs, and then Domination, yeah, like yeah, fuck this song, like the solo and subsequent breakdown is the absolute benchmark of what every metal band since wishes they could crush as hard as, right? Yeah. I don't care if your deathcore band can make me physically shit myself with how low your H-string is tuned, right? (laughs) Nothing you will ever do in that field will come close to the shit like Domination. And it's in fucking E-standard tuning. Like, (laughs) Like, that song is one of the... It's to this day... Right? One of the heaviest things I've ever heard, and it's in the songwriting, it's not to do with the tuning, you know. Granted, yeah. it, it came out in a time where you know this is just before down tuning really became, yeah, the big thing, you know. To do certain bands had played with it previously, but you know, this is just pre grunge and just that. That whole solo incredible. And then the way it builds up. <laughs> I even think that the, the the fucking live version of this as well, where he hits that insane like whammy pedal harmonic dive, and he yeah. lifts his guitar up and he's like is still one of the one of those images that just sticks with you and i'm like to this day i watch him with like my mouth agape like yeah dude um but yeah it's it's such a cool song um shattered is just groovy speed melt that God, it's that, still that fucking that glass <laughs> I, that fucking riff that that's great it's it's tasty man uh clash with reality like when the groove that hits in that song, it just feels so goddamn right. Uh Medicine Man. <laughs> I understand That also has it! <laughs>
0: yeah. That's that's got great vocals on it too.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I just again, like I say, the biggest thing I miss from future Pantera releases is that is that Halford whale. Um Message in Blood is this proggy groovy oh, fucker. Yeah. Um The Sleep. That guitar solo is so hauntingly that, good.
0: That's another fucking great riff. Mm. That,
1: that's another one of those. <laughs> and, there's, and there's my head. Yeah, I wish I, could take
0: a, I wish I could take a picture of that for just for the show of the people, but it's. It's going to look really weird side by side. But trust me, it looked cool over the how I'm looking at it right now. I'm sure they can picture it. for those it. of you listening to the podcast, I apologize. Some it say it was,
1: that, it was that, like, the combination of both of how good we fucking look. Danger. You could get pregnant just looking at that shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, um, and then finally, closing the album out, The Art of Shredding. Like, yeah, yeah, that is such a fun, cocky way to close out on. But again, I got to say that. Yeah. I remember playing that in just uh, casually tuning up my guitar in, in college and someone walked past the room, came in and just looked at me like this and then walked you, away and i was like that do you
0: do you remember the feeling of how great it felt the first time you were ever to successfully chug and have the right guitar tone and everything to really do a <laughs> ching? Yeah. Re- i remember that because i when i first got a guitar i didn't have a distortion Burr, pedal
1: durr. yeah I you had, get that yeah, <laughs> it had gain
0: on the amp And then I got like some Ibanez metal distortion pedal. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But I just remember the first time I got the tone perfectly right. And I did like a... I was like... And all I wanted to do was play the E, the palm muted E. Oh, God, this is so good. (laughs) (laughs) It just felt so great at that moment. You can't take that away from from a guitar player.
1: (laughs) My my big one was I I wanted to... When I first started playing guitar, I just wanted to play all the really fast Metallica songs. And I was like, right... Whiplash and fight fire with fire. I want to learn those riffs. I, I remember just sitting there watching SpongeBob, just going trying to get up to speed until in the end yeah. I realized, like, about a few months later, I was like doing the same exact thing, watching SpongeBob go. And then I realized, oh shit, I could do it. It's one of those beautiful moments, isn't it? That's one of the things that I say to a lot of people, you know, even older people
0: that want to start playing. Guitar. But like, especially like with my daughter, my daughter wants to play drums, which we're eventually we're going to get to. But I but I tell I tell her the same thing where I go, if you want to get really good, the way that you start is you do one particular thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, like, and then build on with other things. But I just think that that's the thing. That's why learning an instrument when you're young is is so much easier because you have so much more time to watch SpongeBob and go, you know, whereas you get older and you're like, I got to go pick up the kids and I got to go to my job. I don't have time. Give me an hour to learn. No, no, you don't
1: need to. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work that
0: way. So,
1: yeah, I just, you know, I find myself, you know, high school was a hard time for me. I mean, you know. The the knee story kind of puts that in perspective. That was kind of like rock bottom. That was like the yeah. worst part. But
0: that's a, that totally sounds like it should be some sort of origin story where you yeah, became some became sort a of villain. superhero. Yeah, like with like or with like a knee, some sort of knee thing. Some you're yeah. your, whatever whoever you are, hero or villain, it's your knee that has something to do with it. Bionic leg, yeah, so you can like jump really high or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> there was a point. Now I know you know. I, I said it kind of jokingly to someone and I, I don't think they realized I was joking. Like, the worst kind of fucking person. They were like, uh, I jokingly said, I wish they'd just lop the fucking thing off and give me like a Terminator <laughs> leg, right? And at the time, they were saying, that's a really stupid thing to say. There's a lot of amputees in the world. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you'd, you, like, having a Terminator leg would be so cool. And on top of that, I didn't really amputate my fucking leg, so you know, learn to take a fucking joke, some of y'all, huh? You
0: what see, are you, you your see,
1: mind? You, you see, that's not
0: a very that's not a very left left wing sort of sort of thing to say.
1: <laughs> that that was that was that was rather
0: Trumpish of you, wasn't it,
1: William? <laughs> if
0: you if you're easily offended, don't listen to
1: this show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, whoa
0: someone's
1: triggered
0: <laughs> um where were are we? Are we are you done with cowboys i mean that's uh, i mean i feel like we can't say enough great things about cowboys from hell it's just uh, a fucking
1: classic we'll, we'll be here all night i i gotta rein myself in to some extent i've said all the big big things uh, I, I
0: really i really do i really do think the cowboys is an album that if somebody said you know let's make a top 20 of the best metal albums ever made, but you're using the blanket term metal. You're not yeah. saying thrash or whatever. Cowboys from Hell has to go on that list. It's,
1: it's, it's in It's,
0: that. it's, it's one of be. the best. Um, but to me, it, it didn't end up being my number one, my number one vulgar display of power from 1992, um, 30 years ago, came out 30 years ago. Um so I told you, like, last time when I heard this the first time, like, you know, a friend of mine was like, listen to this album. And I was just, I was totally floored by it. Um, <laughs> But the, the reason why I loved it so much at the time was two things that I still love about the album now. Number one, it's really heavy. Tons of fucking, you know, face-melting riffs on it and shit. Yeah. But also... From first listen, you walk away from that album remembering things from it because it's catchy and memorable pretty much all the way through. There's something yeah. in every song that you go, "Oh, that part." And so that was a thing that I felt was so interesting about this album. It was almost like a, a Pantera greatest hits when they they they, you know, just put out this album and it was all the hits on this album. Um not no at the time I didn't know. I didn't know Cowboys from Hell. <laughs> but um The thing that I like about this one is it may may not be as dynamic and as much of a journey as Cowboys from Hell is. It's, It's more focused, but it's still just absolute banger after banger on this album. And I think that at the end of the day, I decided to put this one at number one because I feel like out of all of their albums, in the grand scheme of the music that you and I listen to and talk about, Vulgar Display of Power has had more of an influence over it than any other Pantera album, I would say. Yeah. Um, I would say that every metal band that came out since that started that formed since Vulgar Display of Power has been influenced somehow by this album. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just a little bit. There's there's some sort of influence that just carried on with metal. It's like they drop the fucking pebble in the water or whatever. And then yeah. the ripple effect of vulgar display of power is still going. Um, it was a fucking boulder in the middle of the ocean or whatever, yeah. you know? Um, and so that, that's why, because like, not only does it have the memorable classic tracks on it, um, but it's just, uh, it's like I said, it's banger after banger. And so, um, I don't, I, we don't, I, I don't really need to break it down. I mean, it's called, we, we broke it down already. All of these fucking classic songs, um just just uh just the, i don't know i don't know what else to say about it it's like i feel like we talked about it so much that i'm just like it is what it is it's just like it's all sorts of memorable classic songs and i would say that probably walk might be the most you would, th- you would do you think that's the most famous pantera song or would it be cowboys from hell
1: I think than, like, it's walk. I think walk is because even is the, even
0: like my wife and my daughter are into walk. It's a it's a song that kind of transcends like different types of people and young yeah. people and stuff.
1: It was even if you want to know actually you know here's you know I got to credit my mom a little bit here. Walk, bearing in mind, she was a an elementary school teacher. Yeah. Right? Or or a sorry, a, a teaching assistant, basically meaning she was doing a teacher's job for a fraction of the pay because the s- school system is kind of a shit shitshow. Um, but I remember her ringtone was walk and it would go off sometimes in lessons. And it was like, um, it was just so funny that... All these yeah. kids are thinking, what's that? All of a sudden, you know hello. <laughs> you know, <it> is. <laughs> oh, I pretty. really think
0: as soon as you mentioned school, I'm all like, man, it wouldn't it be so great if walk was played at somebody's graduation. Cause you know, you're uh, walking to get your diploma or whatever. And <laughs> walk is playing. I'm like, oh,
1: It's perfect. that There you go. That'd be fucking um, good.
0: So yeah, I just, I just really think everything about this album um, from the, iconic album art all the way down to those riffs that have just lived on as like things that are so awesome, but have still never been equaled
1: in 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 any way. They're like sacred um, texts at this point. Like <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's like just, the Bible of groove. Yeah.
0: And, and it, and this album became like, you know, a little bit of the soundtrack to uh, headbangers ball. Cause they would use, Yes, parts of songs from this album
1: on Headbangers Ball, yeah.
0: Which, which prior to that, the album that they used a lot from was the was um, SOD. No, well, they did what? in the beginning they used that, but then it was uh, Beg to Differ by Prong. So, if ah. you go and listen to Beg to Differ, like at least four or five tracks, you go, Oh, that was on Headbangers Ball, <laughs> um, which is which is very similar, which is interesting that you know, Prong is such a groove and heavy kind of band hard to categorize kind of band same with uh with pantera um, eventually it, we'll, we'll get to prong
1: obviously it just strikes me as so funny though like it when when you look back on that era um you would have um like all of these like really heavy like ident things pop up and they were like really cool and gnarly like hi I'm ricky rackman this is unskinny bop by poison but <laughs> i was it like, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: come on that riff rules <laughs>
1: yeah no, what, what i'm saying is like you know you, you, it's yeah. so funny that era it was like an era of complete extremes it's like you know uh it's like it, this is rotted rectal cavity coming up next is another power ballad and it's like <laughs> what a great well, that's a, that, I, yeah.
0: I think that's what made me the person that i am though is the fact that i grew up at a time where you would watch a television show that would play poison. And then later on morbid angel would play later in the night. And so, and I enjoyed each of those things and still do today. And so that's probably why, because it was those formative years of my brain where I was, all this stuff was new. Grunge was new. Thrash was fairly new, but you know, it's like, you know, um, it's all of that stuff in my brain, just soaking it all in. And then it just all, it all equates to great music, you know, to me. Um, and and vulgar display of power fits into that. So I, that's my closing because <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. I just think it's a great album, but um, it's uh, it's 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 tough um, um, with a band like Pantera just because first you have two very distinct periods of the band. I guess we had that with Rush as well. Um, but then on top of it, there's just so much quality to like so much that they did that um sometimes it gets really difficult you got to get real for me i had to get real picky and and nitpicky to 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 be just like you know all right well this one i don't don't like this you know but at the end of the day you know i like all of these albums anyway um (laughs) that brings us to the this has been such a journey of an episode an epic episode with like tons of tangents yeah and um but you know we it, it, it wouldn't be appropriate if we didn't end it the way we normally do, which is we, we completed band discography, and here we go three two one yeah, yeah! we did it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, feels feels good um, yeah um, so peanut butter platypus to those of you who uh, who stuck around this long oh yeah and um, especially in some, in an episode like this where we had we had ta- tangents that were you know not related to the same kind of music tangents that were more of a social commentary tangents that were a really brutal story about will uh, i almost called you by your name uh, hey. eddie's
1: eddie's leg eddie his name is eddie the artist um, the artist formerly known as will <laughs> had to,
0: but no but nobody in your real life calls you eddie so it's like you know
1: I called myself Eddie the other day, and I had like a, I had like a crazy like who's the, it's, oh my it's, god, it's going like, to
0: become like Fight Club, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, in, in 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 death, a member of Project Mayhem does have a name. His name was Will. No, his name was <laughs> Robert Paulson. Anyway, um. Sorry about that. So yes, peanut butter platypus, you're all you're all lovely and beautiful. Um, we we will be taking next week off. I can tell you that, um, but it's for a very important reason. Um, yeah, uh, our, our good friend Eddie here is he. I'm a little je- jealous because he's going to um, the the Download Festival.
1: Yep, Download we, Festival.
0: We don't have festivals like that over in America. There's no such thing as a heavy music festival. Really. It's, no, there's no, there's no, there's not even a hard rock festival because it's, I mean, there might be, but it's mm. going to be, oh, here's a festival where it's just REO Speedwagon and a handful of other bands that don't have the original <laughs> members anymore. But like the big ones, the big festivals that I go, God, that would be fun. And I hate people, but yeah. I would go to a festival at least once to go to something like Download. So it's I'm a little jealous.
1: About yeah, that. i I, th- I thought to myself, well. Kiss is there, Megadeth is there, and a bunch of other acts are there. And I thought, you know what, fuck it, let's 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 do this. I mean, yeah, you know, technically my girlfriend took care of the tickets. I pay, I paid her, but yeah, <laughs> she was like, "You're going to download." I went, "Hell yeah, let's fucking do this." That's awesome. And you and you're going. Is it three days? Three days. Yeah. Yeah, we got a tent Sweet. and everything. So yeah. so yeah,
0: we'll be taking the week off, but then we'll be back with another band. Um, so, something we've never done before. Actually, is what we're coming back to. Mm. Um, so w- that'll be interesting. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, w- w- so you'll be, you'll be without an episode next week, but we've done so many episodes. We're, we're getting close to 100 episodes of cranked and ranked. Really? I think, wow. I think we have maybe like 20 or something more to go to get there. I can't, I haven't done the math because there's all the old head podcasts and then there's cranked and ranked, yeah. but I don't I really sp- remember the exact number.
1: I mean, I suppose we've been doing this for the most part weekly. for two years and there's 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 52 uh weeks in a year so yeah we got to be coming up on it yeah for sure we we,
0: so but yeah go back and listen to some of the old ones or if you're on youtube just scroll through i recently find some old ones
1: i recently went back and listened to the first one or like the first like bit of the first one um and it's so funny like i i hear myself talking now and I'm so comfortable. I'm so comfortable with you and in, in front of the microphone. Back then I was so nervous. I was like, yeah, I hope they like me. You know, now, <laughs> you know, and now I'm and like, they do. yeah, Now I'm the, like I, I watch my people. <laughs> my,
0: my first like at least like dozen or so YouTube videos. I'm just like, this is so boring. <laughs> like, and I and I guess it's like I, I didn't have enough energy or whatever. And so I got better. Yeah, I guess that, that happens. You get better.
1: That's like that's like when I did that uh, react video to the first ever video I made. Yeah. And I just sit there laughing and cringing at myself the entire Are time. Are we
0: coming up on a year? Because I told you you should react to you reacting to the reaction the next year. So that's totally
1: a video you should do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, I'll probably be like, I need my hair layered again. I looked good there. <laughs> yeah. All right, well we,
0: we've kept you guys here long enough we're, we're I think we're approaching two and a half hours for this episode which is pretty pretty epic um awesome. but you know so, some of some people have said they don't like it when we make shorter episodes so this is for you for all of you peanut butter platypuses that want things to be long-winded you got it um so yeah that's been our ranking for Pantera um thank you very much for being here and as usual I'm gonna throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks to take us out
1: lay the down